I think we're live, we're live, we're live, we're live. Let's play a little music and uh, let everybody tap in. Get this shit cracking, baby. Let's go. Like and subscribe, baby. Like and subscribe. Countless battles, I walk with no shadow. Yeah. Desert in sandal, the ghost with the candle. Woo. King of all crowns, rip the rattle off serpents. Blood, I thirst, since I am the worst. Ah. Follow your footsteps, you have no footprints. I am the surface, you worthless purpose. The moon, the stars, I'm connected to darkness. Heads of marksmen, I've hunted the farthest. Yeah. Village of troops, Molotov the roof. Black Sunday service with Holocaust roots. Homo Kabbalah, black magic and balas. These AKs and hollows will leave you forgotten. Woo. This bottomless season, you Looking for me, Mussolini, Godavi, the world cannot stop me. I'm legend, remember me? Give this since birth, you were delivered in a hearse. Your mother and your father trade your soul for a curse. I'm a soldier, coming at you like a locomotive. Woo! Never knew I'd navigate the culture. Woo! Service at the tabernacle potion. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's hard, bro. <laughs> that's you? Yeah, dog. Yeah, that's gangster, bro. Whoo! Monday night blockbuster right here at Hoodstocks, baby. God damn it. Man, Spectrum is going to be mad about this episode right here. You know what I mean? Shit. If we keep on coming on like this, Hoodstocks throughout the week and the weekend and shit, dog, motherfuckers are going to stop paying their cable bill, dog. I'm telling you. First and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to my boy Jesse from Lexit for lining this one up right here. My boy Jesse from Lexit. Thank you very much. Out of Alhambra, California, representing that big SGV. Everybody, and I mean everybody, get out your motherfucking futons, baby. Give it up for Johnny. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> hey, bro, I, I got to tell it to you, doggy. Um, you are the first Asian on this podcast, brother. Man, I'm blessed, man. Let's go, doggy. Thank you so much. Bro. Hopefully this leads to more of my Asian, our Asian brothers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get Absolutely. on this podcast, dog. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Thank you, know, you so much, brother. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> I'll pass some people to you, bro, for sure. Oh, bro, I love it, dog. <laughs> I love it, doggy. Uh, I mean, and, and what more, what more than an Asian dude from the Notorious watching gang, bro? right <laughs> bro yeah man i got family that live in Alhambra, bro and i've been hearing about you guys since i was a kid bro <laughs> real shit hopefully it's all good things right <laughs> yeah beautiful things bro you know what i mean doing great things for the community absolutely <laughs> you know all that good stuff brother yeah for sure so johnny it seems like a lot of uh a lot of dudes with your background mm. don't do interviews that's 100 percent true and why is that, brother? You know, we're very secretive pers uh, people, man. We have a lot of distrust. You know, the countries that we come from um, are third world countries, and we don't trust anybody. We're very family oriented, very tight knit. So, yeah, we don't talk to anybody. We're taught as a, at a young age not to trust the police, so we don't speak to them. That's why when you see people getting robbed, like, I mean, it's sad to say, but my people getting robbed, they won't call the cops nine times out of ten, and they just take it. You know, because we rather just handle everything ourselves within our own community. And um, a lot of people take advantage of that. But that is the truth. Let's go, baby. Let's go, doggy. Well said, brother. Well said, you know. And, um, 
You know what, Doug? The, the, this this climate that we live in, you know, there's a lot of just hateful shit going yeah, on, bro. Absolutely. I think uh, not too long ago, I think there was an Asian, I believe an Asian woman in a park. I don't know if it was uh, Gardena or something like that, Hawthorne. And some dude just randomly came up and hit her, bro. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah it was terrible, man. It's just a <laughs> terrible thing nowadays, bro. The world is kind of... It's really backwards, man, and, and it kind of makes me sad, bro, honestly. It makes me sad, too, bro, because you know what? Like, I mean, I was, I'll say we were, right? At one point in our lives, maybe the, not the best of people, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And the last thing that would ever cross my mind, bro, with a fucking smacking old lady, bro. I don't give a shit what color she is, bro. That's the last thing that would ever cross my fucking mind, bro. Like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Yeah, that's crazy, bro. I don't know how that comes to people and just preying on the weak like that and, and victimizing people who can't help themselves. It's a sad thing, bro. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. We would DP people for that. And, yeah, we, there's this, I mean, we were evil people, too. Don't get me wrong, but we at least had some standards, bro. Well, well, that's what comes. That's what comes when you're uh, a part of certain organizations, right. right? There's rules and there's regulations. Absolutely. And you break those rules. There's consequences. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes, you know, that's what makes organizations strong, bro. Right. You know, and and that's how we weed out certain cats mm -hmm. that don't need. To be a part of these groups. Right. Anyways, Johnny, let's do it like this, brother. <laughs> you, you've you've had a you've had a long road in life, and you've been through a lot of things, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, can we start your story, bro? Yeah. As a child, were you raised with both parents? Yes, I was. So I was raised with both parents. Um, you know, my father was actually an alcoholic, and um, you know, we weren't the stereotypical Asian. You know, I'm full Chinese, so. Um, you know, my father was a provider, but he did have a drinking problem and um, beat on me, beat on my mom, beat on my, my brother, too. So, uh, you know, we also moved around all around the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, we went to, you know, I lived in Monterey Park, City Terrace, um, South San Gabriel, South El Monte, uh, Pomona, everywhere, bro. And, um, you know, at the age of 12 years old, I joined the hood and uh, I, I was a kid who wanted to do anything that I wanted to do because I was tired of being poor. You know, I was, I had payless shoes. We were on welfare back when food stamps was monopoly money. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And yeah. it was like the ticket stubs, right? You got to pull it out the motherfucking <laughs> shit, dog. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. Dog. Hey, real quick. I want to back it up a little. You said your pops was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Do you remember his, uh, his drink of choice? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, actually, you know what? He liked drinking soju. What is that? Korean. It's like a, it's a very strong like Korean liquor. Okay. Yeah, it's clear. You like drinking clear. Honestly, bro, for some reason, I knew it wasn't going to be fucking 211. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I knew it wasn't going to be just, it, it was going to be something different, right. bro. I got to try it now, dog. Hey, bro, you do. Is Pops good now? Pops is good. Pops Beautiful. Is good, man. We have a great relationship. Awesome, bro. Go ahead. But, um, yeah, he, um, you know, he did that and then. Uh, you know, we got picked on, bro. Me and my brother, we, we there were certain streets in, in San Gabriel Valley you couldn't walk down. Why? Uh, you know, we got picked on because of our race, honestly. We 
we were, you know, we had gum put in our hair and they threw us in dumpsters and pushed it down the hill, stuff like that. Are these are these uh, of Mexican descent? Uh, mo- mostly. Mostly. I must be honest. Yeah, know? absolutely, yeah, yeah. bro. Be honest right here, bro. Yeah. We are, you know what, bro? One thing we are right here is we are transparent, dog. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And fuck them motherfuckers <laughs> that were doing that to you, bro. You know what I mean? Right, but yeah. you know what, bro? It, we, we, bro, we are fucking, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy, bro, the way we kind of grew up and we're programmed to be racist without even knowing what the fuck we're doing. Kids, bro. Kids are just the stupidest. I mean, I was once one of those dudes, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm sure you guys fucking had things to say about these guys, bro. You know, and and that's just that was our young ignorance, bro. That was our young ignorance. And I'm and I'm sorry you went through that, brother. But, you know, you said you at 12 years old. You got courted into the watchings. Yes, what does that consist of, bro? Because I know with us, bro, you know what I mean? You're going to get the beat down from the boys. Is yeah, it yeah. the same thing? Absolutely. It's the same thing. You know, that we had a lot of influence from Mexican hoods, too. You know, the way, I mean, if you're familiar, if anyone's familiar with the San Gabriel Valley, it's like a stronghold. You know, it's, it's 50-50. There's Asian cats and Asian um, neighborhoods like Alhambra. And then there's also like El Mani, which is predominantly Mexican. So we grew up like being neighbors to them. We Absolutely. were influenced by them. We saw the lowriders. We saw everything, you know. So we dressed like them, you know. Um, we flannels, Cortezes, high socks, anchor blue, all that. You know what? Me and my cousin, me and my cousin Nick, were just talking about that dog, and 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 so I had a question for you. My question was, what do you think about the 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 Japanese homies? You know, <laughs> kind of mimicking I saw the culture of homies. I yeah. mean, how do you feel about that, bro? You know, actually, I think it's really a, a, the utmost respect. I would say so too. You know, because when I see people getting Chinese characters on them, I I like that. Yeah, that's not of Chinese descent, and I feel like they're paying homage to my culture, my people, and that is part of your guys' culture. You know, part of the LA culture, the Southern culture, and all that. It's a so, melting pot, bro. Absolutely, we're a part of each other, bro. Absolutely. One way or another, we get things from each other without right. even thinking about it. Right, we just right. end up doing it, bro, because it's in front of us. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And and so, anyways, I was talking to my cousin, and my cousin reminded me. He goes, "Hey, fool," because I I went to Century Alhambra. I went to Century Continuation School in Alhambra, yeah, bro. I went there too. <laughs> okay, so this is a continuation school in Alhambra, right. and I thought about it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I remember the dudes, the Asian dudes, right there. Bro, they had Cortez on. This is 90s, baby. You know what I mean? They had Cortez on. They had high socks, bro. And honestly, bro, you couldn't you couldn't tell they they weren't homies until you seen them and they're like, oh, that's an Asian dude right there. And that's a bunch of Asian motherfuckers right there. You know what I mean? So that that must be an Asian gang. Right. You feel me? Now if it's just one Asian dude and a bunch of Mexicans, then we we know what they call them. They call them Chino, right? Right, right, right. You know? But uh but yeah, bro, that. Anyways, go ahead, brother. Yeah, so, you know, um, I went to Century, too, actually. You know, I went to Alhambra High for a little bit, got kicked out, um, and then went to Century, continuation. And after that, we just started putting in work. You know, it's the same thing. You know, they give you the strap. They they tell you to, you know, put in work, basically. And um, caught my first case um, at the age of 12, you know, and was shipped out to SRCC. And then go ahead. Let's do something real quick, bro. I don't mean to cut you off, but sure. I, and I will. And I know people are hating me that I'm doing this to you right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you look up, let me look up, let me look up watching mm-hmm. on on Google, bro. Because I was looking at it earlier, and I and I, I'm sorry about this. I'm I'm backstepping on this, no but way. it says, and, and is this correct? Watching meaning is Chinese American. Oh, watching meaning is a Chinese 
American criminal organization and street gang that was founded in San Francisco in 1964. Uh, there was something else that was really interesting, bro, that I was reading on this, dog. I mean, do you know the history of the watchings in, in regards to San Francisco? Yeah, I mean, that's where all the older homies came from, essentially. You know, so yeah, they, they were they started out there, and um, from what I heard, you know, they came down here and they got picked on um, because they were fobs. Uh, what fobs is that? Is a uh, fresh off the boat. It was a derogatory term that us and all the other races also utilized against each other. You know, we had the American born ABCs, we call them the American born Chinese, and then the FOBs is fresh off the boat. So um, the ABCs would with American-born kids would make fun of the fobs because, you know, they had the bowl haircuts and, the, you know, they was just they was just lame looking, I'm sorry to That's say. That's the classic haircut. Hey, bro. The Asian just, dude with the bowl haircut. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, we had it too, bro. <laughs> we had it too, bro. Now we got the Edgars, bro. The, <laughs> the Edgars, bro. That's the, the bringing back the bowl haircut, right. homie. <laughs> it's just got a little fade to it right. now. <laughs> yeah, but from then, you know, they, they um, came down here and they were pretty ruthless, bro. They couldn't speak a lick of English, but they were down, bro. They were because when you get oppressed like that, any race, yeah. you know, you get victimized like that. There's a time where they're just like enough is enough, and then they formed, you know, the neighborhood. And then watchings, yeah. And then through and that, these, and know, this is FOB, a fresh off yes, the boat. Yes. And and this they origin originally originated in San Francisco. That's correct, Northern California. Northern California around 1964, which is an old ass neighborhood, bro. That's I mean, you guys have been around for a cool minute. Absolutely. And so those are the big homies. Yes. You know, and then you guys migrated outward. Yeah, outward. Right. Came down this way, had some older cats. Go ahead, bro. Right. Let me, you so yeah, me. and then they just you know started it, and different sides were started. And, um, you know, in the comments, they're asking all these questions and stuff. I see it. but We'll do live phone calls in a minute. You guys hold sure. up on those. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they they basically, you know, started different. It would, it would be like clicks, you know, basically. But it was either from the city that you're from or just the, the older homie. It would be named after him. And then that's kind of like where I would speak about, you know. And they just, they just, they it was like all working together as one. But actually, we we function also separately too. And know? and what was the what was the what is watching meaning again? Uh, it means Chinese youth. Chinese youth. Yeah, the young young Chinese basically. And what's yeah. what's stronger than youth? Right. Right. What's <laughs> right. stronger than youth? And you can have an older dude direct these young dudes, these savages. Right. I mean, what was the main objective of of them creating these group of this group, this watching, this mm -hmm. you know, Chinese youth. You know, I mean what was the objective to protect each other from the outsiders? Yes. It just like any gang, I mean, you know, it always starts with being victimized. So, you know, it was it started off with as protection. Absolutely. And um, I know you said that a little bit before, but I like to reiterate things at times, Doc. Sure. So excuse me on that, brother. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, so go ahead, bro. Finish yeah. what you're what you were saying. I'm sorry. So, you know, after that, yeah, I, I you know, caught my first case and, you know, started doing, um, you know, YA time essentially, right? So SRCC um, over there in Portola and Norwalk. And then uh, from there, there was a rumor, I don't know if you heard, but if you fight in SRCC, uh, usually you're getting shipped to like Fred C. Nellis, you know, okay. and we knew about Nellis, like everyone knew about that. It was not, I was in a place that I wanted to go to, but I ended up there too, you know, in the, in the cottages. And um, yeah, it was, when you, when I got there, I had, Met some of the homies. They were there too, you know. But again, there was different sides. We were so big at the time. So many different people. <laughs> some of them I didn't even know, 
honestly. Absolutely. You know, so. How does then, that work for you doing time? Like, how does, we know how, I know how the homies do time. Right. You're in, you're in YA, bro. It's, you know, yeah. no fucking joke, bro. Right, right. You know what I mean? I mean, are you required? Are you guys fighting each other? Are you fighting other races? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was both. You know, um, it, it, it depended on, on how you wanted to program, honestly. But you got laced up wherever you went. So, you know, I got laced up by some some dude from Black Dragon, and he was actually one of the enemies at the time. You know? yeah. But he was very, very cool, very respectful, and he showed me everything, the ropes and everything. And then some of my homies, like, they just wanted to program the way they wanted to. They kind of isolated themselves, so there was that too. And, of course, there was, like, the, you know, the Mexicans, the Fidman Rasa and the you know, respect the blacks and stuff like that. So, yeah, they, I mean, you meet everybody when you go in there, you know, and you have to program. But everyone was kind of doing their own thing, to be honest with you. You know, you guys were more organized, of course. But being Asians, there's not, even in the penal system, like, alone, there's not that many of us, you know. So, I mean, there really wasn't much of us. Well, the, the, yeah, you're absolutely right, because in the, in the, in the, in the CDC, there's, they have what they call the others. Right. And within the others, you have, who do you have within the others? We have, like, Puerto Ricans. We got, you know, other Asians, like Southeast Asians, Cambodians. We have races that I never heard of, like Hmong people, right, which is also Asian, but they're, like, hill people. And um, you have, like, Chinese. You have um, Native Americans that roll with us. You have, like, all these different races. with Samoans, Pacific Islanders, Tongans. So, yeah, it just made up the other car. Before we move forward, bro, I feel like we're moving a little qu- fast, dog. And honestly, bro, I, I'm like a, f- I have so many questions, bro, because I, the, you are the, the first Asian homie we have on here, dog. And this podcast might be for me than anyone else, dog. You know what I mean? Were you raised in a traditional Chinese home? Yes, I was. I was. W- what generation are you? Uh, I am second gener- uh, second generation. Second generation. Yes. So how is it being second generation? Did, did your mom and pop speak English and Chinese? Uh, my mom spoke pretty fluent English. My dad, he refused to, you know, like switch out the fried rice for the <laughs> Wonder Bread and stuff. You know, like, <laughs> it was like, no, nah, I'm keeping my roots, even though I'm, you know, 8,000 miles away from home or whatever. But, yeah, that's what it was. What did pops do for a living? Uh, my dad, he was actually a chef. He was a chef. Yeah, so he literally didn't want to switch out the right. He was a Chinese Chinese chef. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. There's only, hey, what better than, you know, seeing a, a Chinese chef back there than a bunch of Mexicans making orange chicken, dog? You know what I'm saying, bro? You know? Yeah. That's why I go to OK Chinese, you know what I mean? That's my spot right there, dog. If right. you motherfuckers know, you know. Highland Park, raise the fuck up. Um, and so how is it working in a, how is it living in a traditional Chinese home but when you step outside of the foot, I mean, everything is Americanized, bro. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, like, how is that, bro? Like, what, what, I mean, you know, we see in movies, bro, excuse my ignorance, bro, but we see movies that, you know, the, the, the traditional Chinese, it seems like they, they don't have, they sit on pillows, there's no right. chairs. I mean, was it like that at your house, bro? <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. We had tables that were really like, I don't know, eight inches tall, wow. and we had to sit Indian style. Um, it was a lot of respect. You know, we had to take our shoes off. We never... Walked inside of our homes with our shoes on. Why is that? Um, it's just a, a, a sign of respect. Like keeping your house clean is the most important thing, you know. And uh, we respected our elders, believe it or not. So yeah. a lot of um, you know, a lot of our 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 generation was raised like that. You know, it was like you gotta. We kept everything hush hush. So you know, my father being traditionally like Asian, 
he never said I love you. Like I never heard him say I love you one time, and he never said I'm sorry ever. Even though he was me- like he messed up a couple times, I don't remember him saying sorry, and I, I don't remember him saying I love you. But the way he showed it was he provided food and like a roof. Like he was more of a provider. Is that a common thing in the in traditional Chinese? One hundred percent. It's extremely common, and most of my homies are the same. And people who aren't even gangbangers, like just people. Who just were you know raised traditionally like they know that they never really had that it was more of like a dictatorship you know it was like whatever pop said whatever mom said that that goes they dictated even your future so a lot of you see a lot of kids where it's like you you know you didn't want to be a doctor like that was your dad's dream you know what i'm saying that was your mom's dream and respect to those people you know but we were we were the ones that couldn't we couldn't follow that bro when we came to america i mean we were, i was born here but you know when we stepped foot outside especially in the neighborhoods we would see all the drug dealers and people who had money the gangbangers and honestly that's what i wanted to aspire to be you know so. And, and so that's what you aspire you aspired that you wanted to be but what did your parents want you to be uh my dad wanted me to be a pharmacist believe it or not okay yeah and i was like oh, street pharmacist you know it's about <laughs> but you know <laughs> almost there pops right. you know just doing it my way baby right yeah <laughs> yeah but you know, so it, yeah, he wanted me a, me to be a pharmacist. My mom wanted to actually wanted me to follow in his footsteps and be a chef, like okay. you know, learn and and because she was saying that you know food, op- which she's right, you know, food opens people's hearts and it opens people's souls and it's a way for other cultures to connect. She was always kind of open minded like that. My mom, you know, my dad though ran ran the household as usual. Yeah. As a, as a man, right. a, a proud Chinese man, right. you know, which makes sense. I mean, I think in a traditional, and I correct me, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it seems like in traditional Mexican homes, it seems like the woman runs the house. Oh. You know what I mean? But what they seem, they ran my our houses oh, okay. on my side of the family, you know. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> who cooked better, your mom or your pops? Bro, my, my dad, man. My mom was spoiled. She said it straight up, like, don't ever ask me to cook. Your dad could just hook everything up better. And my dad could get down, honestly. But, yeah, he would cook, man. He he was cooking everything. And, and he was good at improvising. Like, I came home one time from doing a bit, and I showed him how to make spread, and he made it better than me. <laughs> so I was like, damn. Pop's like, hey, you know, you really got that talent. He had that knack, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, <laughs> Noodle Gang was on point, uh, Noodle Game. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. He knew how to season that bitch to a motherfucking crisp, you know what right. I mean? Like, with this little packet right here, get that shit out of here. <laughs> Throw a little plant in that motherfucker, right. you know what I mean? Good to go, baby. Right. That's awesome, bro. That's that's amazing. I mean, what holidays are se- are celebrated in a, in a traditional Chinese home? Uh, honestly, only Chinese New Year. It's a little biased, but only Chinese New Year. Which and, is a representation of? Uh, it's like prosperity. You know, it's just like how how New Year is. It's like a start, a, like a fresh start. You know what I'm saying? It's like every year we're thankful that we made it one year. And um, in our tradition, you know, like back then, because even if you made it to like one years old, right, it was a huge party because. Most kids in China didn't make it that, like, it was a third world country. To one year old? Yeah. Wow. Because it was just poverty stricken, you know, like, there is no middle class in China. It's it's just super poor, or super rich, so. Is it like that to this day? Um, right now, it's a little bit better from what I understand. I'm not really in the, you know, in the politics and economics. In the loop of like, things, yeah. Right, but from what I understood back then, absolutely, it was like that. You know, my parents ran from the war. They actually, um, um, their parents ran to Korea and they were actually born in Korea. So 
ethnically we're Chinese, but culturally my dad is also Korean. Wow. Yeah, so we have that a little bit of Korean, you know, influence as well. And and it was it's very similar to across just Asians in general. It's very similar. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to so ethnically Chinese, culturally Korean. Mm-hmm. What uh, religious wise? What was your your mom and pops? Uh, so mom mom was Taoist Buddhist. So we we're Buddhist, and my dad he he didn't believe he just believed like in a higher being, but he didn't he didn't care. It, it, like he still had to do his own thing. You know, he wasn't gonna be in a church or in a temple or anything like that. So he did know that there was a god or a higher being. He would say, but it wasn't any of any interest to him like that. My mom, however, was hardcore Buddhist. Hardcore Buddhist and traditionally because we were she was like that we were like that too so I was raised Buddhist actually Buddhist and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of chanting involved yes there's a lot of chanting they they believe in karma Um, you know good things produces good results bad things will come back to you and the the number one thing that they believe in is um, Nirvana which is it's it's their version of heaven you know so they believe if you do well you'll you'll live in in the state of nothingness and be detached from everything in the world, and that's what they believed. So that's what my mom would always try to get us to 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 do was to do good things and to reincarnate as better and better and better, and then later you reach that level of nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! And it seems like Pops was kind of uh, he was just like a realist. He one hundred percent. Yeah, he was a realist. Like yeah. man, this 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 praying, this chanting stuff ain't gonna get this food on the table right now. <laughs> right. You know, I'm gonna go out here and, and get this. Uh, you know, do what I gotta do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you went to YA for, do you mind talking about what the crime was you went to YA or if you said it already? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was uh, dissuading a witness for a benefit of a gang. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They (laughs) sent you, huh? Yeah. They sent you. Yeah. It was bad, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was, I would speak up to that, (laughs) but that's, that's what happened basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there. You know, um, wow! They sent you to YA for that shit. Yeah, bro. It was a. Was that was your first? Bad. Was that your first offense? It was my first offense too. Damn! They, and they uh, did they? I mean, but they they knew that my my neighborhood at the time. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Honestly, to this day, I'm not really sure, but I I think that's what it was. Because I think they held you guys on a higher, of course, on a higher like playing field yeah. opposed to these bald headed, tatted up Mexican <laughs> dudes. You know what I mean? Because you guys have always had like. Uh, prestige, or I'm not sure what the exact word is. I'm like not getting secretive. It. Yeah, that secretive. Just yeah. like where are these guys at. Yeah, you know I mean they're in the underground. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like like you guys have always since I've heard of you guys and I've seen you around in Alhambra, bro. Um, it was just that that mysterious being, right. you know. Like you're not sure. Like you said, bro, in the beginning, you guys are very closed lip, tight lip. Yes. You know, and yeah, so I I can see that the court system taking that a little more seriously opposed to something else, even though, you know, the homies aren't known not to be fucking around either. But, you know, so they they wanted to really teach you a lesson. Yes, that's exactly what they said. They were like, you know, we finally got one. (laughs) It was like, damn, like, I didn't know you guys were fishing, you know, like they got a big (laughs) fish and we got one, you know, and and I was like, damn, I'm only 12 years old. But you're only 12 years old. Yeah. And it was it was. A big hit, bro. It was, it, and you know my experience with that is going there. It was, it was crazy, bro. I mean, with YA, there's so many mind games. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know anything about that. You were 12 years old, yeah, bro. bro. So 
I was a baby. <laughs> you were a baby, bro. Yeah. And, and and bro, you being twelve years old going into the in, into the wire system, bro. Mm. I mean, you were already in there with professionals, bro. Yeah. Dudes that have been in and out several times, bro. Right, right. I mean, from twelve years old to seventeen years old, that's a big age gap, bro. Absolutely. You know, that's a yeah. big big age gap, bro. Yeah. So I mean, going in, bro, were you like, were you scared, bro? Absolutely. I mean, I was scared because. You know, I at the time I didn't really, you know, when I was banging and all that, I thought I was all Superman. And you know, when you first get in the hood, you're just like, yeah, you gotta represent, you gotta make a name for yourself. But of course, when I got caught up, I was, I was, yeah, I was scared. But at the same time, you know, I was also like, I, the older homies kind of coached me a little bit too. Like, and and how old, bro? How how old, your older homies were? They just like in their teens as well, but no, older. No, 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 no. These dudes were older, yeah, older. Yeah, our older homies are old, are real older homies, not some like, dudes. Like how old, if you mind me asking? Um, bro? they were at least double my age. Double least, your age, at least. You yeah. Know? So some of them were older, but. And what was their dress attire, bro? Were they the same as you guys at the time, or were they dressed in suits and stuff like no, that? No, they were more. Uh, they were more like different. They they dressed a little bit more clean. Um, like you know, if you seen like them, you didn't know who you were seeing. Yeah, it was like that. Okay, they were very low key. <laughs> very low key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they we were the knuckleheads, like the 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 last of it, like early two thousands generation, uh, which is my generation. We were the knuckleheads, bro. Yeah, a lot of the homies um, would be ashamed actually. Like, damn, you guys effed up the the name, you know, because we st- we went from a organized level to like a criminal street <laughs> basically and they was like what are you doing downgrading you know <laughs> yeah but it was that's just the real you know honestly but and was there was and was there older homies that were trying to like like get a hold of that and say hold on you know i mean my geez we need to we trying to go this way or I mean, were you I'm, guys just such a wild bunch that it's, it's, we were too wild bro yeah, absolutely i mean i'm sure you guys know with with you know like the generations now it's it's the kids too it's uncontrollable so we were we were those kids at one point. A hundred percent, yeah. yeah that's, so. that's in all levels, too, all races, right, bro. You right, know what I mean? Right. I mean, do, when it comes to being from the Watchings, bro, do you have to be Chinese? Um, not necessarily, but, of course, it is a Chinese gang. I mean, you know, so, so we did have different races, but, you know, some different races. We had some Mexicans. We had white people. We would had some blacks um, up in the Bay Area, not, not around my neighborhood. Yeah. San Gabriel Valley, but yeah, that I mean, but for the most part, yeah, we were like eighty yeah. percent. Was there ever any of your Chinese homies, bro, or from the Watchings, bro, that didn't speak Chinese? Uh, like Mandarin, you mean? Because like, there's Cantonese and Mandarin. So okay, so they all spoke one language, yes. uh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, because because there's 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 in the in the Mexican culture there's families, bro. That uh, that might be like third generation, bro, oh, moving yeah, yeah. forward, and right. and there's some brown skinned brothers, bro, <laughs> that don't speak a lick of. Uh, I mean, they know all the slang words, but they right. don't. Speak, they can't hold a fucking sentence in fucking <laughs> Spanish, bro. You know what I mean? Right. You know, were there dudes like that? They were Chinese too, or just not? Nah, it wasn't nah, happening. It wasn't happening, bro. Wow, what a trip, bro. Yeah, it was kind of mandatory. <laughs> it was mandatory, huh? Yeah, I would say. Um, wow. Yeah. That's a trip, bro. <laughs> So 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 you so you're you're in YA, bro. Twelve years old, bro. Mm-hmm. You're fucking. You, I mean, you're like, God damn it. What the? I mean, were you were, did, were you? You know, thinking twice about what did I get myself involved in, or were you suited and booted and ready to go? Honestly, I was suited and booted. I mean, of course, I I just didn't want to show any weakness. You know, like of course you're scared, but you don't want to show that because I understood that what would happen if if that came out, especially in places like YA. 
Absolutely. You know, they were, there was, um, it was predator and prey, bro. Straight I mean, up. there would be repercussions for you when you got home. Yes. And, and, that and too. bro, yeah. this might be the stupidest question in Hoodstock's fucking history, bro. <laughs> and it's Shoot okay, it. but I gotta ask it, yeah. bro. So we watch movies, bro, okay. of, of Asian organized individuals, bro. Uh -huh. And when they fuck up, dog, they gotta get a finger chopped off. <laughs> bro, is that real, bro? Or is that just like back in the day on some other shit, dog? So that was, I think that's the Japanese. Oh, that's the Japanese? Yeah, that's the Yakuza. And I've seen movies like that too. Okay. Where you gotta pay with a fingertip or something like that, right? Yeah. But um, no, nah, that wasn't what so, so, I'm sorry about that, brother. Yeah. Excuse my ignorance. No, no, dog. no worries. Yeah, that, that, and that's probably not gonna be the last stupid question that I might ask you, dog. No worries, so, bro. Yeah, I, it's not, I mean, the utmost respect, brother. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just curious, bro. Right, you know, right. I mean, I'm like a kid right now, dog. <laughs> you know, I mean, I am a kid. I'm a 45 year old fucking kid, dog, still trying to fucking mature around this bitch. Um, and so, what kind of repercussions, bro? If you didn't fucking, you're in YA, 12 years old, bro. You're in YA, bro. And and word gets back to the the turf, bro. That you ain't handling your business. You going out back as backwards, bro. I mean, is it uh, is it just kind of like a, a a DP? It's a beat down, baby. You know what I mean? Like you know what what what? There's different levels. I mean, it depends on what you do. But yes, it would you know just like any other hood. I mean, it's like I said, we we're very influenced by the by the Mexicans too. So yeah, we we do all that dps and whatever was was seem fit you know but um yeah they or you would if you get labeled you know like a, a case or a punk or whatever like stuff like that gets around you know so yeah it was yeah it was really at their discretion you know? and that came down from the older homies yeah yeah 100 percent. absolutely yeah. and when it comes to like chain of command i mean are there young dudes that i mean of course you know i mean we you know you know, the youth, bro. You know what I mean? You got the fucking, you got the wolves out there, bro. You know what I mean? And there's always a wolf leaving the pack. You know what I mean? But is there is there certain, like, when it comes to the, the organization, and, and if you can't answer it, that's fine with me, bro. I'm just curious, like I said. I mean, is there certain, like, levels uh, being from the watching gang, bro? I can't answer that, bro. Okay, absolutely, bro. No disrespect. No, I part, don't. Yeah. Hey, bro. I'm yeah. just, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not trying to bust a fucking uh, a Vlad right <laughs> now, Vlad bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to bust a Vlad, bro. You know what I mean? But, um, I mean, I could I could answer that, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? For for my people. But I think it's just such, such a known fact, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, but anyways, yeah, absolutely, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry. But, but anyways, moving forward, bro. Yeah. Um. You're in YA, bro. How many? How much time did you do in that? Four YA? years. You did four years. Yeah. How did that four years feel? How did you get through that time? Uh, it was tough, bro. I've been in like most fights I've ever been in my life. Obviously. Did you learn how to fight right there? Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. I think you. Everybody learns that. They call it gladiator school, right? So I mean, legit. But um, yeah, it was tough. I mean, but once you kind of you know find your footing and learn how to program, like anything, you you get used to it. You know, so people start respecting you and. I did, because of my neighborhood, have a little bit of prestige, like you had mentioned, you know, yeah. people knew us. But again, if anybody from like, you know, AB or, you know, one of those enemy hoods back in the day would slide through, then it's it was pretty much on site. It's on the cracking. Yeah. And, 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 and let me tell you guys this right now. This dude right now is not the stereotypical, uh, like, height and structure of a regular uh, Asian dude, right? Like, bro, what are you, like, 6'1"? 6'1", yeah. This dude's 6'1 right here, bro. 
He's uh, six, six two. Six two. Yeah. Preston's saying he's six two. <laughs> I mean, you a big dude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you a big dude, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, you must have been a. You must have like stood amongst yeah. the boys back then, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and which adds a little bit of pressure to that, right? Because yes, sometimes they want to test you. They yeah. want to test the biggest dude. They do, bro. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. I thought my height was going to help me, but it didn't. <laughs> it did, bro. It made me more of a target. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, to help out the little homies. Right, seriously. Bro. Yeah, yeah, to come through, put the cape on at exactly. times. No disrespect, but I'm just <laughs> saying, sometimes we do that for our boys. Like, hey, I got you, doggy. Coming real, through. Yeah. For real. That's so true, bro. <laughs> So you a big dude, bro. Thank you, man. And your artwork is amazing, bro. Look at that artwork, yeah. dog. Are you are you all the way? All the way. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, what what? Yeah. What is the representation of of like the Asian tattoos? Mm -hmm. I mean, can you speak on that? Yeah, I can. I can. Um, you know, it's some of it is can be gang gang related, but for me, it was mainly just my culture. You know, like my zodiac sign, Chinese zodiac, is a snake. Right, I'm the year of a snake. So I got a snake on me and, um, you know, snakes are wise and cunning and very, very, you know, like strong, strong willed. And then I have a dragon um, for my brother, actually. And he he's a dragon. And also in, in Chinese culture, like dragons represent strong willed as well, strong natured. And so it's everything that's on my body is is representative of something that that has to do with my culture and my people. So the, the, the food dog on my neck means like good luck and. Also hard work. Food dog. Food dog. It's like is, a, that, is that a dragon too? No, no. It's a Chinese lion. Okay. It's a lion. It's one of those good luck lions. Like you ever see those like there's like dragon dancers, but they also have food dogs as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean yeah. in Chinatown when they have uh the the parade or whatever it right, is they right. have right there, bro. Right. You know, I'm out of Highland Park, bro. Mm -hmm. So you know Chinatown's right next door, right, baby. Right. You know what I mean? I'll be hitting all them spots. Yeah. One cock, all that spot. <laughs> it's, it's Chinese. It's a Chinese restaurant, you dirty fucks. I mean, that's the name of it, dog. One of my favorite it spots, is, dog. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do, my homie from <laughs> Bro, I love that spot, dog. Um, but anyways, <laughs> motherfuckers always got a joke about that restaurant too, you know what I mean? That like, one cock. Well, why you go to one cock when you want two cocks? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Motherfuckers yeah. always got jokes about that, but that's one of my favorite fucking Chinese joints yeah. in, 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 in Chinatown, dog, you know? And I used to go to the Hong Kong Cafe right there on Broadway as a Dang, kid, bro. You know what bro. I mean? You, yeah, bro. You've been around for real, for real. Yeah, man. dog. That's crazy. But anyways, um, but the dragon... Is is that the power of the Chinese tradition, bro? Yes. Like, what, 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 break it down for me with really the representation. And I know you said a little bit about it right now, mm -hmm. but the representation of a dragon, right. like that, that stems back from. Yeah, from it's from you know it's been throughout the history of China. I mean, it, it it's a mythical creature. We we all know that, but it's it's very symbolic of power and prestige and because it's in heaven it's technically it never comes down right so there's even um some religions and some traditions where if you put a dragon say on your back it's we believe as chinese people that is bad luck because it, you have this you have to carry this load of the dragon on you you know what i'm saying yeah so i mean when my dad saw me too getting dragons and he was like what are you doing you know you crazy bro like you know you gotta get that lasered off and i'm like no it hurts more you know like, <laughs> it does, bro. Yeah, for real. take it from me my g yeah. <laughs> i've lasered like half my body off bro oh, just to put other tattoos on top of it dog. <laughs> well, i had old prison work bro right, and i was right, just right. like bro this shit is garbage dog <laughs> i mean look at all these motherfuckers you know what i mean with all the fly ass work i need some of that shit too dog right. <laughs> 
I was like an old car, dog, that I just fucking restored and shit, dog. You know what I mean? Still working on it. Right. You know, and we always are inside yes. and out, correct? Amen, bro. That's, a, that's, that's what life is about, and that's yeah, something yeah. that you guys should do as well, too, dog. Yes. Even if it's a fucking tattoo, a fucked up tattoo, take it off, bro. Right. Put something nice right there, dog, because it's on your fucking skin, dog. <laughs> but this has been very informative, dog. I'm, I'm loving this podcast right now, bro. Thank you. Bro. I mean, I'm really loving this. And I wish you were having a glass of wine with me, but I know you can't, baby. You know what I mean? Um, so you get through YA, four years, bro. You're going at 12 years old, bro. Four years, what? You get out at 16? Yes. You know? I mean, how did how did that go, bro? Is it a ce- I know when the homies get out, it's a celebration, bro. Oh, absolutely. Is uh, it the same thing with you guys? Yes. I, I think we were... Um, we were gonna have a celebration at Wancock. <laughs> <Straight up. laughs> I'm bro? not even lying, bro. Oh my god! But we ended up going to some some other spot, but uh, I think it was like Ocean City Seafood or something like that in Alhambra. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I know um, it. Yeah. It's still there, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, bro. absolutely, yeah. brother. So um, yeah, it was a celebration, and and you know they knew where I went, and they were just like, yeah, you gotta you gotta continue to keep that that level of gangster basically if, if if i'm putting it correctly you know so as we when i got out you know they were trying to make it seem like it wasn't a big thing like it, that's one thing that our people have always done was like man you think you're crazy you know like they downplay to the pit. Yeah. yeah because they understand that uh i think we we understand like the heart you know we know that kids will come out and start thinking like oh i'm big homie now even though you're 16 years with, old with, with the, pr- the pressure mm-hmm of a gangster doesn't ever get like you won't ever get that foot off your fucking neck dog right. especially when you're surrounded <laughs> yeah. by fucking animals bro seriously and that's in our culture too bro mm. oh you did that well check this shit out dog right. you know what I mean there's always gonna be someone that's gonna top your story yeah. or there's always gonna be somebody that's with you potentially maybe doing a crime and it's gonna do something even more yeah. just to let motherfuckers just to know yeah. I'm that dude absolutely bro you know mm-hmm. and it just, it, it, it is what it is. And it's crazy that talking with you right here, bro, that's across all cultures, bro, all gangs, bro. 100%, man. Yeah. So, My so, pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, so you, so you get out, you have a, you have a little celebration, right? People are happy. I mean, 16 years old, bro. I mean, you know, how, how do we celebrate a 16 year old that's getting out, bro? Right. You know, just some yeah, good food. Just good food. I mean, that's how every celebration is, is. If you guys want to know how we celebrate in general, it's not a gang thing. It's just Chinese people in general. We just bring out fat. It's called family style. We just bring out so many different plates like duck and, you know, fried rice and, you know, chicken and jellyfish and all this stuff, bro. Jellyfish. Jellyfish. I don't know if you've had it. I haven't had it. I haven't had duck either, bro. You're missing out, bro. I got ducks in my backyard, bro. Take one, bro. I'll hook it up. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Does it have to be a certain duck? A it, certain type of duck? I don't know. Bro. Maybe I, a Peking, a Peking duck. Yeah, I think so. Bro. Yeah, I absolutely. Think so. I think those are the the, the preferred ducks. Yeah. What I, what I hear. So yeah. you have all these. You said family style. I mean, jelly. What does that taste like, bro? Jellyfish is kind of like tripe. You ever had tripe before? Is that a fish? No, no, no. It's um, oh, oh, the the intestines. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Tripas. Tripas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it's basically that consistency is chewy. Okay, but it's much more flavorful. They use like vinegar, and it's it it has sweet, sour, and sometimes spicy all together. And that's what we like as Asians. We like the sweet, sour, spicy, salty, all in one. Let's go right there, <laughs> baby. You don't even gotta be Asian to like that, homie. I love that, my boy. 
I swear to God, dog. You know what? Ch- check it out, bro. If 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 we were in a situation where they said, "Hey, check it out, my G- check it out, Johnny." You know what, dog? This is what it is, bro. You can only eat one type of food for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the buffet, the American buffet is gone, baby. Yeah, you know what I mean? And of course, you would pick Chinese food, dog. Yeah. I would pick Mexican food, dog, mm-hmm. because I can live off beans and rice all motherfucking day long. But honestly, my second choice, bro, would be Chinese food, bro. Oh, man. You know Respect, what I mean? Because, bro. because no, because uh-huh. I, I believe there is, there's a lot of similarities, dog. Really? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, rice. You know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know, bro. I just said rice. Rice. Huh? You know what I mean? You know? I mean, I like barbecue pork, dog. You know what I mean? I don't know, bro. I'm tripping right now, bro. Uh, maybe there isn't any similarities, but I just know that I love Mexican food, and if Mexican food ain't there, bro, then I need to go get me some Chinese food, dog. I mean, real shit, dog. Uh, you being of Chinese descent from a traditional family, bro, on a scale of one to ten, dog, Fucking uh, um, Panda Express, bro. Yeah. Is that garbage or is that good? That is neg. That's in the negatives, bro. That's in the negatives. The negatives. You don't ever see. You don't ever see Asian dudes at fucking Panda Express, bro. Never, bro. You only see Mexican, black, and white. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to work some chopsticks, homie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a trip, bro. Yo. So that shit is fucking garbage then, bro. Garbage, bro. That's like a Mexican trying to probably big up Taco Bell. Right. You, oh, you want Mexican food? Go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Traditional shit, dog. You know, that the that Chalupa would be... Supreme. <laughs> yeah, the Mexican pizza. You know what I mean? They've been making that in Mexico for fucking... You know what I... You guys know what we're saying? Yeah, but so that... And I knew that, bro. But to get really like... Like, let's be real about it, dog. I mean, food, we love food. Food is fucking, like, it keeps us going, bro, from day to day. Without food, we wouldn't be here right now, dog. You know? So when it comes to, like, uh, traditional Chinese uh, males, women, all the above, bro, um, there are spots to go to. And Panda Express isn't one of them. It's not, bro. Especially if you're from the SGV. You got, like, (laughs) San Gabriel Valley is the only place I've ever seen where you'll have one pho restaurant in the, and then another pho restaurant in the same strip mall. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's straight up just competing, bro. And like, well, they know that they know the Mexicans and the white motherfuckers <laughs> just can't get enough of that shit. That shit is Seriously. delicious. <laughs> My girl, let's go get pho. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's go girl. You know what I mean? I get the fucking, uh, I get the pork egg rolls, fried pork egg rolls. Mm, you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking. And then they give you the, the, those leaves that you put in that bitch dog. And the, the basil leaf. Oh my God, those are fire, dog. Yo, you know what yeah. I mean? I love that shit. Yeah. The sriracha, homie. Ka, ka, ka. You know I mean, do you like the sriracha sauce? I do, bro. I love it. I can drink and that the, shit, dog. <laughs> Sweaty, dog. I love the it. The fish sauce is good too. Fish sauce? Yeah. Yeah. They, the one where you. So you're supposed to wrap it up and dip it in the fish sauce, right? We need Shut to go out to eat one day, bro. bro. I'll take you, bro. I swear Straight to God, up, man. dog. You, real shit, dog. Real shit, bro. Bro, real shit. I'll pay. You take. You drive. <laughs> I'll pay, bro. I'll meet you there, dog. Just don't trip. Just take me to a spot where we need to do, dog. I got you, bro. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Bro. Shout out to the Vietnamese people too, man. Good food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, bro. So, so you get out, bro. Uh, they, they, they celebrate you uh, with the restaurant you went to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and like you said, you know what I mean. They do it family style. Right. You know where there's just a fucking array of fucking dishes. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And you just eat until you fall out, huh? Yeah, basically, bro. Because you know, I mean, they know too that when you're in there, you're, you're not eating the best food. You know, you're not treated right. Kind of treated like an animal. So. They just spend 
hundreds of dollars on and this is back in the day too you know like it's not now where it's you can easily go over 100 bucks but back in the day it's like they were spending so much money on this stuff and it was it was good man it, and it it made you feel wholesome for that little bit you felt like it was family and everybody was coming out but you know with that type of lifestyle it always turns for kind of the negative you know so through that i i ended up catching another case and this time um you know it was for uh, assault with deadly weapon um, so, and they shipped me out, you know, around 17 years old. So I was trying to keep my nose clean for a little bit, but again, you know, I wasn't able to, caught up to me. And uh, yeah, I went to Ironwood State Prison back when, you know, the governor was, you know. Arnold. And, yeah, Arnold. And yeah. he was doing all that prison reform. So we also went, you know, from there to like Mississippi and all that. So, yeah. And what, what number did you have? What kind of numbers did you have? I had an F number. An F number, okay. Yes, okay. Yeah, I've had a J number and I've had a T number. Oh, okay. Then I went to Arizona one night, partied too hard, and ended up in their prison system. Dang. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, don't go partying with me, boy. This shit get wild, dog. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so you, you, you end up in... Like, I wanted to ask you this question, bro. Yeah. You said your pops was very, you know, very just like manly, mm-hmm. traditional manly... Didn't tell, didn't tell you that he loved you. Never, never apologized about fucking up. Right. You know, didn't, it didn't admit to his faults. Was your mom the opposite of that? My mom kind of matched his energy. Oh, honest. did she? Yeah. She followed suit. She followed cause suit. Cause it was a dictatorship in there. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And so when it came to your older homies, sometimes we're looking for love in all the wrong places like myself, bro. Raised in a home with no love, bro. Where I got shitted on, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and so... When 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 I when I got into my neighborhood, bro, and I met my older homies and just the homies in general, bro, it was just like hugs and kisses on the cheeks, dog, and love, bro, and just a brotherhood, bro. It's something that I felt like that I was missing in my life. Yeah. Did you get that same thing from your older homies? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you're finding a family with, like, I mean, it's a distorted and kind of like dysfunctional, but nonetheless. You're looking for something. You're looking for some kind of affection, some kind of love. So, yeah, you you find it amongst your homies. You know, even though you guys are doing crazy things together, but yeah, that's that's what my main focus was was to just. Would, would they tell you that they loved you? Oh yeah, they did. They, they were like, they would show that, that that affection and that just like the camaraderie. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They would embrace you. They would, you know, they would take you out. They would feed you. You know, me like I said, we were poor, bro. We had payless shoes and. They had Nikes. They bought me my first Nike Cortezes. Yeah. And I was like, dang. And then I was. <laughs> Round of applause for the Nike Cortezes, baby. You know what I mean? Nike Cortez been doing, putting in work since motherfucking, you know what I mean? Bro. Chuck Taylor and Nike Cortez got some fucking beef. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, baby. Yeah. I love that shit. What, what color was your Nike Cortez? Uh, they you were remember? the black ones with the, with the white swoosh. They oh. were like the nylon ones. Okay. You okay. remember that? Yeah. yeah. Did you lace them up with a different color or did you Bro. keep them white too? No, nah, I laced them up with red laces. With red laces? Yeah. Because that, is that the color of your neighborhood? It's not just that, but it's color for Asians in general. Yes. Um, we love red because red symbolizes prosperity and good luck and good fortune. Well, what happens when you paint your front door red? Uh, people, a lot of people do that. They do that. Yeah, they paint yeah. They, they paint their front door red yeah. for that w- exactly what you just said right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, do you believe in uh, feng shui? Um, I don't personally. Okay. But I know a lot of my people do. Yeah. They believe in feng, feng shui. You said it. You know, like how... <laughs> So it's actually feng shui. I'm sorry. Bro. It's all right. Don't mind me. And bro. then you're 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 also the lucky Sun Tzu. 
Yes, like, I like that, bro. Like yeah. General Sun Tzu, I, I I know who that is. He's actually my mom's like ancestor. My mom's last name is Sun. So let's go, baby. Uh, if I were to say your thing, I would say Lucky Swinza. 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 Yeah, oh. that's how you're supposed to say it. Swinza Bingfa. That means um, the art of war, like the general, you know, because he was he was the one that created art of war. I'm sure you know that. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> and I picked that up in the prison system, bro. Right, right. <laughs> and I picked that up because I just felt so connected to that dog because I've always found a way to navigate through my hard times, bro. That's cool, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and I've always been like, you know, methodical within my crazy mind. You know what I mean? If I was fucking yeah. flying a million miles per hour off of methamphetamine and shit, dog, you know what I mean? I always knew a few steps ahead of what I was gonna do. It was never, I was never just a fly off the handle type of dude, even though sometimes shit would like that happen, bro. Sure. You know, but thank you for, say that one more time, the, the Sun Tzu. I'm saying Sun Tzu is supposed to be. Sun Tzu is cool, but it's Swinza. Swinza. Yeah, Lucky Swins up, man. He got the, you got it, bro. Are you Chinese, bro? I might be, bro. I might smoke a little of this Steezy and get Chinese on you right now, dog. You know what I mean? It makes me the best person I can be, dog. When you see me shiny eyed, dog, you know what I mean? You know, dog. Lucky's feeling good, dog. And it's a good time to ask him to borrow some money, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. But, um, this is such a good conversation, dog. So you go back in, you go, you get out. You go back in and you catch what would you say an assault, a battery, yeah. assault, assault with deadly weapon, assault with a deadly weapon, AWDP, yeah. And you and you end up and how old were you at the time? Seventeen. Seventeen, and you got charged as an adult. Absolutely. Well, why is that? Uh, same thing, gang file, and yeah. um, the fact that they pulled up the YA and you know the the people around our neighborhood, the 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 sheriffs and stuff like that, they had a hard on for us. You know, I'm sorry. Why is that, bro? I mean, when you're kind of notorious like that, that's yeah. when, you know, they, they just going for you, bro. Like, I, I had friends that were non-affiliates, and they would get pulled over. And the first thing they would say is, like, you guys from watching, huh? Yeah, we know you're from, like, what? We got 4.0 GPAs, bro. Like, what are yeah, you talking about? Yeah. You know? Shit, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm right. gonna, I might be working on you in a couple of years, you yeah, dumb exactly. motherfucker. to calm your ass down. Exactly. Yeah. But they, they would tell us, like, man, everybody hates you guys. I mean, we weren't cool with anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Honestly. So, um, and that included the, the feds and the, the police. So, yeah, they just washed us up as much as they could. They just, I've I've heard enemies tell me, you know, when you get locked up, like, hey, they let us go, bro. And they ask us, like, hey, where do you find these watching gang members at? Where are they? You know, I heard they're from here, here. You know, are they, they, they confirm with them, bro. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's crazy, man. You know, that's crazy. I got a question for you, another question. And this question is this, bro. So gr growing up in, in, in the street culture on my side of town, bro, I mean, there's a lot of drugs involved, bro. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of us that were raised in just some fucked up environments, bro. And obviously we were searching love in, like they say it, all the wrong places. But at the time it feels like it's the right place, bro. Mm -hmm. But what comes with trying to dilute that pain I mean, drugs are involved, bro. Are they involved in 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 the in the in as well on your side of town, bro? Are you talking about like usage? Usage of drugs. Usage yes. of drugs. Yes. I mean, yeah, some some people would do it, you know. But generally speaking, honestly, like it was kind of looked down upon in the Asian community. Yes. Um, you know, we're kind of people who, contrary to what other people believe, we're very. You know, if you look at our history, we've been in five thousand years of war. There's a lot of like bravado in our culture, you know, and um, 
you know, we just don't like to start stuff, but like we kind of handle things. That's kind of my culture, you yeah. know. So, um, well, if you were to do something like, you know, like call the police or do drugs, it was really looked down as like low class, like just you were just garbage, bro. You were no good, basically. Yeah, so. Let's go, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let the community handle that yeah. shit. I mean, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I love that, bro. Bro, I love that, bro. You know what I mean? So, 17 years old, bro, you get tried as an adult. Mm. I mean, what kind of time are you looking at? Uh, 12, 85%. 12, is that what you took? Uh, Yeah, because they were, were, I was looking at more than that, obviously, that's what I took, yeah. So, can we talk about your journey through these 12 years? Mm. Did you do all 12 years? No, no, no. How much time did you do? I did eight and some change. Eight and some change. And and back where I'm from, they always said, fool, if you ain't doing more than five years, shut your ass up, homie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the homies would always say that, bro. You got to get under five. Anything over five is a little bit of a stretch. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then you got some dudes that are just the the super gangsters, and they're like, five years, ten years, that ain't nothing, dog. I do that shit on my, I do that shit on a Fifi, homie. You know what I mean? Um, And, and, you know, so you get you you do you do eight years out of twelve years, bro. Can yeah. you can you share the journey of you? You've experienced YA already. Mm-hmm. You know now you're going into the adult system. Seventeen fucking years old, bro. Mm-hmm. They try you as an adult, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I mean, YA is a it's a different mentality, right? I mean, you've you've been there, right? I've but, been I've been through the I've been through the halls and stuff like okay. that, bro. But I never hit YA. Oh, you okay, know? okay. Yeah. So you know it's it's. It's like they have that, you know, three-second takeoff rule. If you feel disrespected, you just go, right? So In YA. Yes. Yeah. But YA, for me, the best way to put it would be like it was like gangbanging. You know, you were still about your neighborhood. And, yes, you were with your race, but you could still fight your, you know, internal beefs and stuff like that. But in prison, it was completely different. Like, it was like your race and all your beef that you had on the streets gets put to the side. Absolutely. All the politics comes into play. And... Honestly, for the first couple of years, like first two years, I didn't know how to program. I was getting into a lot of stuff, you know, and I just. Because you're a YA baby. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was raising my hand and doing stupid stuff, you know. I mean, I was raised by YA babies. All my homies, like I'm I'm one of the few that didn't go to YA out of the group of dudes that I was raised with, bro. I see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was raised with all these dudes. So I always competed with these dudes, bro. Because these are like, I'm a YA baby, homie. I was like, fool, shut your ass up, homie. You know what I mean? I I got lucky and I didn't go there, bro. You know what I mean? But bam, what's happening, homie? You know what I mean? You know, and so, you know, the hood, the gang mentality is is competition within each other. the organization yes. each other bro Definitely. of who's the hardest who's the alpha right you know who's right. going to do who's going to do the most bro who's going to who's going to gangbang the most who's right. going to put in the most work dog exactly. and and I never wanted to come off the bench bro from um, I always had to be the starting Five, homie. You feel me, dog? Yeah, I, feel I had to be in there, dog. And if not, dog, you better give me the six-man year award right now, dog, for a <laughs> shitload of years, dog. I'm just saying, dog, I was raised with fools, dog, with straight knuckleheads, dog, yeah. that I had to compete with coming from the background that I came from, dog. And I was just kind of like yeah. fell into this shit from a bad family and, right. you know. And right, right. Anyways, dog, we all have our story, and I'm not here to share my story, dog. <laughs> but we, we, we have – it's a conversation, bro. You know what I mean? And um, so, bam. 12 years they sentenced to you. What was the first thing you thought when you got handed down those 12 years? Were you happy because you were facing more time? I mean, how did it work? I was happy. Uh, I was facing, you know, it was like they also tried to throw in a robbery charge as well. And um, they, they dropped that, you know, and and I was thankful. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, you know what? The, 
to be honest, like fifty percent of my heart was like, dang man, I'm gonna have to do this again and it's it's I just got done, you know, doing time and stuff like that. But then the other half was kinda like excited. And I don't know how to explain that. I think only people who go through this type of lifestyle can understand it. It gave me a, a opportunity to kind of prove myself. And I was just like, yeah, like now I'm, I can be like in that status. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that stratosphere of the big dog right, shit. You know what I mean? Right. So. Let's rewind it real quick. I have a, another question for you, dog. Sure. And 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 only a dude like me can give an interview like this, dog. I'm sorry, dog. You know what I mean? This isn't some fucking outsider, dog. That's gonna be like, oh well, hey, boo, boo. you know what I mean? <laughs> Check it out, bro. Within your neighborhood, bro. Do you have homegirls? Yeah, of course. From your hood? Yes. Badass motherfuckers. I don't want to use the B word as much as I'd like to, but but with the bad bad Asian Chinese women that you don't fuck with. Yeah, they're pretty gangster. And so, for, for my my comment, my my question to you after that, though, bro. So you went in at twelve, you got out when you're sixteen, you're right back in at seventeen. Had you had you been with a woman? Our girl at the time. No, bro. So you, oh, no. shit. Yeah. I mean, Why? Being, being honest, no. I mean, I don't know. I, at that time, it was just like, you know, I mean, I mean, you, 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 you're around them. But for us, it was mainly like we we're trying to get money and just, you know, like ride on people, bro. I mean, there was like the, there's gang members and then there's gang bangers, right? So yeah, our, our crew, our neighborhood, our side, Oceanside, it was... A bunch of riders, bro. <laughs> Straight up. Damn. I'm not even trying to like, you know, put it out there but, like but, that. But, but when it comes to the neighborhood fame, bro, I mean, you got the homegirls, the, home the yeah. hood rat shit like yeah. that. I mean, were they trying to throw it at you and be like, Johnny, come get this? <laughs> you know what I mean? There was, yeah, absolutely. Of course, there's that. But you were stuff. you were raised as a good kid, though. I mean, not not necessarily that, but it was just like, like I said, I was always messing up. You know, I was like on the run and. Like, I wasn't, I just wasn't like You that. weren't focused on that. I really wasn't, bro. I mean, Honestly. I think when it came to me, dog, I'll say, if there was an order of shit, you know what I mean? And I hate to say it, and I might have it fucked up. But I, I guess at different times, there's a different order in uh, the objectives and the streets, dog. You know what I mean? But sometimes it might consist of, you know, drugs, bitches, gangbanging. Drugs, bitches, gangbanging. Like, I, I need to get some pussy while I'm doing all this shit. I need to get high because, you know, we just like to have a good time, you know. And every, we, anyways, bro, I mean, it was always a one big party in my neighborhood, bro, it, which involved everything, bro. If there was a backyard boogie dog, we having a good time. And always, I always ended up in the car that was smashing out to do some shit, bro. Always in that car, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always in that car, dog. You know what I mean? But so that's interesting, bro. Yeah. So you're 17 years old, you get sentenced 12 years, you do eight, and so you go. When did you get out, bro? Uh, I mean, how old were you when you got out? When I got out, I was what 26, 27 years old. Yeah, a 26 year old virgin. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. We're gonna get to that, but let's <laughs> let's get let's get to doing that fucking eight years first, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so you 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 have to. You have to adapt from being a YA baby, which all YA babies on all levels, all races have to adapt to the prison system mm -hmm. because they can't run buck wild no more. And you need to calm your crazy ass down. You know what I mean? And when shit is ready to pop, who's raising their hand? A lot of the YA babies, dog. You were one of them raising your hand for that, bro. Yes. You know? And so how did you move through that that time? So, yeah, I mean, I got laced up, you know. Um, the others, people and the others were very good, man. They were good to me. You know, they, they really... and. Uh, Hitting those yards, you know, like you have older homies already since my neighborhood is kind of yeah. known. So, 
I was already, it was like I was going to my second home, sadly. It's kind of sad to say. It was like a reunion, almost. Some homies you hadn't seen in years, right? Right, right. Or some homies you heard about. Right. And it's, oh, shit, what's up, dog? That's him, yeah, yeah. It's an honor to meet you, my G. Right. Heard a lot of good things about you. Exactly. So they took me under their wing. They gave me the care package and all that stuff, right? What did the care package have in it? (laughs) Ramen and... Just the, the regular stuff. Some, some hygiene. Hygiene, right. Absolutely, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, they give you the care. We got the kitty, you know, for the homies right, who just right. rolling up. Got the care package. Exactly. I mean, what kind of regulars were passed down to you? Regulations, bro, in, in regards to how to move in there, dog? Because- I mean, it was just the, you know, same thing. Like, they, they showed me everything where, like, this phone you can't use, this microwave you can't touch. It's stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and then um, one thing, a story that I want to share that I always share is, like, kind of funny is, like, um, you know, the Asians, I mean, the others, you know, they would say, like, when you pee, you have to sit down, right? I don't know if, if you ever had that experience, but as a YA baby hearing that, what you trying to say, bro? Like, yeah. I straight up told myself, like, what you trying to say? And he's like, nah, think about it, bro. The head is, like, right, you know, where they're peeing. And yeah. and if you're standing up, it can get all over the place. So you actually have to sit down at this. Yeah. So actually, that was my first fight, bro. My apologies to the homie. <laughs> you know, we scrapped, and then um, it was like, what the hell, bro? You're crazy, you know? And then I walk past, like, on the tier, and I see the, the other homie cell, and he was like, oh, I'm going to take a piss real quick, and he sits down. And that's when I realized I, you know, I messed up. Like, yeah. damn, dude. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I didn't know how to program. You know, I was like, well, you have that mentality, that monster mentality of, like, these people are going to try to press you. It's a lot of mind games because that's how it was back then, catching your level Bs and YA and all that. But, you know, it's not like that, bro. It was completely different. So it should. I was kind of culture shocked. I, I, I think that's the best way to describe it, you know. So. Yeah, you were culture shocked. It was another way of, of doing time, yeah. of living doing time. It was, it was probably a lot better than fucking YA. Yes, it was. It was. It was a little vacation and shit. <laughs> and so before that, you went through L.A. County? Yes. To fight MCG. the case? Yes. As a 17-year-old kid? Yes. And you were throwing in there with all them fucking wolves, Of course. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Gang yeah. module, all that. You, uh, oh, you were in the gang module yes, as well? Yes, yes. Okay. So we're, you know, we have gang files and stuff. Like I said, they had a... They had a hard Do all watchings go to the gang module? Um, Not necessarily, but if they... Because a lot of the times you can hide it, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah, they don't know. Exactly. Yeah. But they, you know, figured it out with me, of course. And then, um, yeah, it was it was not good, bro. <laughs> what, is, what did they, at that time, what did the gang module consist of? Were they two-man cells or were they six-man cells? No, they were two-man cells at that time. Okay. Yeah. They were two-man cells. Yeah. And, and you basically, you guys had your whole, your own tier. Pretty much. Yeah. Which, was it Wa Ching's yeah. or was it mixed with other? It uh, was it was mixed with others, but at that time, it was us and basically AB, you know, like AB. Asian boys. And are those yeah. dudes that you didn't get along with? Yeah, we didn't at the time. And then also, yeah. too, you mentioned previously that Black Dragon you didn't get along with. Back then, yes. Back then. Yeah. And so what would be the differences, bro, uh, between being being a Wa Ching, an Asian boy, or Black Dragon. I know you can only speak on the watchings, bro, but right. and, but at just an outside or inside looking out, mm-hmm. the the ones that are around you, these dudes that you have had beef with. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is what is the difference and why are you guys beefing, bro? You know, honestly, there wasn't much difference. It was just uh the idea that you're competing for a name in in your neighborhood. Yeah. Right? I mean, Absolutely. Uh, you're not going to beef with somebody like a thousand miles away from you, right? It's usually the people with the, within your vicinity and they were there. And um, the funny thing is when you get to the pin, I met so many solid homies 
that were enemies. They were like watching my back. They shot me soups. They stamps, whatever I needed. Your people now. They're my people, bro. Yeah. And then when I thought about it, that's when I, you know, don't want to fast forward too much, but I started to realize that all of this was kind of bogus. It was all just like stupid. You know what I mean? I, I got to beef with you when I'm outside, but I'm inside. We got to be homies, like family. Like, it's crazy, you know? And that's the same thing for us as well, bro. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing for us, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, and the reason why they do that, bro, is because they're strengthening the numbers. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, exactly. so you got to, it's it's a time where we come together mm -hmm. and we're in a different terrain now. We're in this fucking concrete fucking jungle, bro. Right. And we got to survive as a fucking unit, as a race. Right. You know? And so how did it feel? I mean, was there ever, ever any, like, inner within the other car, bro? You know what I mean? You have, you know I mean? You got the, you got the homies from... A B, you got watching, you got Black Dragon, but then we have all these 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 kind of like other dudes, right. other dudes, dog. Yes, you yes. know what I mean? And so who who runs that Ronfla, dog? You know what I mean? I mean, or is it kind yeah. of like whoever's there got seniority type of thing? Exactly, it's yeah. just a seniority thing. That's yeah, just, yeah, it's not really as organized as you guys are, honestly, yeah. but it's just a seniority thing. And like I said, it it comes back to our culture. You know, we we just respect our elders and. Um, you know, we don't rob old people. We don't, you know what I'm saying? So we are people who try to um, give them the utmost respect. So even though they're OGs from hoods that we never heard of, uh, we kind of just have them as a representative. And that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much it. And so when it comes to the prison system, the others are basically, if, if, if potential war hits the yard, the others usually side with the brothers, <laughs> with the blacks. Yeah. And I mean, how was that like? Because I always, I always seen on the yards, bro. The, the Asian dudes were always just like, they were just like super cool with them dudes, like, and you know, and I get it, bro. You know what I mean? You know, you guys are, you know, kind of on the same team almost in, in certain situations, right? Yeah. You know, and how how was that? Was that a big culture shock to you as well? Of course. Growing up in Alhambra, where there's no blacks, no blacks, bro. There's no blacks, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a culture shock. And, like, yeah, when they laced me down about that stuff, too, I was like, wow, that's crazy, you know? But, yeah, them, too, you know, they were pretty cool. And, and you know, so we just, yeah, we usually roll with them. But some yards, it wasn't like that, too. I mean, some yards, they rolled with the essays, too. I mean, others rolled with the essays, too. And, yeah, absolutely. Right? So, I mean, it, it's it just depends on where you're at. So And how did, how did you, like, I mean, growing up, as a watching, and you said previously, bro, that you guys didn't get along with nobody, bro. Right. I mean, you guys wanted all the smoke. <laughs> yeah. You guys weren't tripping, bro. You guys were a force to be reckoned with, dog, and I know that too, bro. You know what I mean? And I give you guys your respect and all the above, bro, on that, bro, As a, as a, just as a unit, as a culture, bro, you know what I mean? Just being strong within each other, dog. You know, we, at, at me as an outsider, I always recognize that, dog. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I lost, I lost a little bit of my train of thought, dog. You know what I mean? Thank you, brother. You know, but um, what did you, I, no, I don't now remember. I'm sorry, bro. What did you think about the essays, dog? You know what I mean? You know, what did you think about these dudes, dog? These guys think they're fucking running everything, bro. They're talking about, that's my table. That's my bar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These are, you know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Like these dudes, you know, like did you, did you ever create any relationship with homies in there? Of course. You know, Actually, I respected you guys, bro. You know, when I was younger, I had a little bit of a hatred, right? To be honest, because I was getting punked and, you know, like people were jumping us. Like I never, 
I, I got jumped at 10 years old. And man. it wasn't even for being from the watchings. Right? It was just being Asian. <laughs> exactly. It was just being slanted eye and having a fucking bowl cut. Right. Exactly. And it was like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, um, but when I went in there, I saw how you guys ran stuff. I got to give it to y'all, man. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, damn, they, they, you guys definitely had everything. You guys worked out two and two, you know, you guys like, I was, and then, you know, in the morning they'll do like the roll call, like, buenas, you know, whatever, like, yeah. and I was like, damn, that's what's up, bro. Like, very respectful people, actually, if you think about it. it, it, it I think it, I think within the homies, it really sets a tone, dog, and, and, and I think it goes a lot further than what we even imagine sometimes, dog. Mm -hmm. It gets, it gets like... Mm -hmm translated down to the other cars dog 100%. where they're just like damn if these dudes are this fucking militant yeah this fucking organized this Ooh. together yeah. hey bro we need to step our shit up yeah. dog because 100%. it's survival of the fittest bro yes, yes 100 you guys definitely set the trend set the trend 100 anyone who doesn't know you know it's it's crazy bro it's a like, california thing it it's really probably is. through the feds too some yeah. as well but but it's an amazing and when you look at it you're like man these dudes be you know, you guys clean house, bro, <laughs> like, legit, you know, and I'm like, wow. So it kind of taught us, again, how to move and how to carry ourselves, not to just talk all this, you know, like, I'm all big and bad, but to move as a unit. And I learned a lot of that organization and stuff like that, actually, inside of there. Were you were you a leader in there? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, a leader yeah. as in where, check it out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this this, this might have came out wrong, bro, but I mean, in regards to other people looking, looking up, up to you yeah. and, and, and and potentially asking you for advice. Hey, Johnny, what's yes. up, dog? Hey, dog, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. In I that mean, case, yeah, absolutely. Because you're already a YA baby, bro. Yeah. And now you're in the prison system. I mean, eight years. Let's get back into those eight years, bro. I mean, how, were, how was, like, when did you settle down in there, bro? Like, what year? How many years did it take you to settle down two in there? Year, two years. Two years to yeah, settle down? to settle down and just kind of program and then... And the funny thing is, after that, I got, we got like, I think a few months after I settled down and found my footing, we got shipped out. You got shipped to Mississippi, out. Tallahatchie. How was that, bro? Because I, it was I, garbage, I, I, bro, it was garbage, man. Yeah, because well, I heard about when they were sending all the, all the, all the, you know, a lot of CDC to other states, bro. These are privately owned yes. prisons. You got these. Basically, security guards, Walmart security guards, <laughs> yeah. right? You got Walmart security guards <laughs> taking care of these, trying to fucking manage these dudes from California, which when it comes to prison, bro, these dudes are the cream of the crop. I don't give a fuck if you fucking Asian, black, Mexican, white. These dudes are professional motherfucking dudes. These dudes come, the, all the movies you watching about prison, these are what these dudes are coming from, you know what I mean? Sure. On a whole nother level, but I'm just saying, dog, like, yeah. like, I heard they had like fucking video games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it was really like. Yo, did you I, hate? Did you hate it? I I hated it because I was away from the family, the yeah. homies and everything. Yeah, but I loved it in terms of living there. That the cells were bigger. I mean, I mean, still still two seventy and all that. But the the man, they had like Xboxes and stuff. It was crazy. Oh, so you were on a level four 270 out there? No, I was on level three. Oh, level three, yeah, and it was, was a 270? Yes, it was a 270. 270 design? Yes. Okay, yes. absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and so I always got to ask this question, bro. When it comes to making a spread, bro, you know what I mean? What, what would be your best recipe, bro? I mean, what did you like? What did you eat in there, bro? I, I mean, mean, was your family taking care of you? Was your homies taking care of you? They were taking care of me. Your homies were taking care yeah. of you? And is I, that something that... that, that 
they do? Of course. Yeah, that's mandatory, bro. Um, you know, you get put in there for your neighborhood, right? So, you know, they have to take care of you. My people took care of me, and it was a good thing, you know. But, um, yeah, they, you know, they would send me those packages through uh, Walking Horse. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Keefe, Walking Horse. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, and they were just, you know, sending me packages. And, yeah, I would order all kinds of stuff, bro. Like, of course, the soups, you know, me being Asian, we just soups and then honey buns, of course. Yeah. And, you know, so. The peanut butter on top. Peanut butter on top. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, yeah, baby. Bro, it brings back memories. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, you know, for me, like, I like that canned anchovy. Do you remember the tomato paste canned is yeah. like anchovy? It's, it's something that I never bought, bro, but I always what? seen homies buy oh, that, okay, bro. Okay. Bro, that was legit, bro. And you'd like, mix it in with a sopita? Yes, with the, yes. A dry noodle or a dry wet noodle? Dry noodle. Dry noodle. Dry noodle, yeah. Okay. And people you normally know, do the wet noodle, but it kind of, like, it enhances the flavor because I don't know if you notice when the dry noodle is more flavorful. Absolutely. Right? So, because yeah. you can overdo the wet noodles. Yeah. 100%. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> for those that know, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a whole conversation yeah. for the ones that know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like that, bro. So, um, yeah, once we got there, you know, um, my folks, my family did visit me one time out of like all the years that I was there. I, I paroled out of CRC Norco. So yeah, what was what was your mom? Was your would your pops visit you as well? Nah, he would never visit. It you. was too much for him. It's too much for him. He um, he came one time when I was in Ironwood. He just stayed outside, bro, like in the car and stuff, and he's just crying, man. Like I seen him, I seen him, um, you know, when when you go back to the yard and stuff, and he was you could see the parking lot there um, on Sea Yard, and he was just crying, bro. Like, and I was like, dang. I, so my dad, he just he just couldn't. Like, he never said I love you or anything, but I could tell, bro. It it, it ripped him apart, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And what what were the um, so your mom was visiting you, and what kind of like words would she have for you? You know, what I mean, was it she? You said she was heavily uh, a Buddhist. Yeah. I mean, was it a lot of uh, was it a lot of maybe scripture or just how to navigate mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually? Yeah, she was. She would give me some chants at the time, and um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do them to be honest. But you, you tell know. her you do them, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. But um, and then one time, you know, she she converted into. Well, I found out that she had converted into Christianity, and then she started to ask me for the Bible because we, you know, in the, in the visitation they have Bibles and stuff like that. So, yeah, it went. But we'll get into that later. But basically, she, you know, kind of like. Um, planted some words of hope for me. Absolutely, yeah. bro. And so while doing these eight years, you're sentenced to 12 years, you get your footing two years into your bid, bro. I mean, what were things that occupied your mind while you were in there? Uh, reading books like The Art of War, even though it was technically illegal. I don't know about in your place, but where I was at, you couldn't have that book, bro. Yeah. And um, reading, I know, like reading the Bible time to time and and certain books like um they had like um automatic millionaire they had like all these investing but they had a lot of books actually so reading books and working out you know at the time i had like a prison body you know burpees and all that stuff so um they put us on that getting your own program basically um yeah things like that and and just visits bro visits and letters where everybody knows that that's that tops everything that's the best therapy basically so being the fact bro that you 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 were still a virgin, bro. You were still a virgin. I hate to I hate to hit that again, bro. But like, were you getting? Did you have mail coming from females out there? I mean, who was writing you? What kind of letters? Yeah, 
we had pen pals and stuff and different women and we had visitations too from other you know girls and stuff like that they'd come with my brother or they'd come with you know just like my mom sometimes and just random people but um it was never like any i didn't have no conjugal visits or anything like that you know but um yeah that, that was that yeah, absolutely. Did you ever get into any type of uh, like pinochle poker? <laughs> we played pinochle, but um, I wasn't really into that, honestly. Like, I don't know what it was, but you know, my dad was kind of he gambled a lot too. So I, I just had that natural kind of like I don't know if you could call it hatred, but just that off resentment, resentment towards yeah. exactly towards things like that. Like, I didn't really drink much as a person too. You know what I'm saying? Because seeing him doing all that, it just pissed me off, and I didn't want to be like him. But of course, I I drank. You know, I'm not saying like I didn't. You know, but I wasn't on that level of like just throwing back shots and like getting twisted and stuff like that. Yeah, like Pruno on the yard. You, right, like you get... Pruno. I, I I never really messed with honestly. No. Yeah. yeah, and and that stuff. Some of that stuff was strong, bro. Honestly, some yeah. people knew how to like yeah. hook that up. <laughs> White lightning and right, yeah, bro. The motherfuckers. I mean, I had some. <laughs> I've had some, I've drank so much Pruno at times, I thought I was gonna wake up blind, bro, because they kept on planting that in your head, bro. Right. They were like, hey, fool, you drink too much of this shit, this shit will make you blind. And I was just like, fuck it, dog, you know what I mean? Shit, I may not be able to see you tomorrow, but I'm gonna be able to hear your punk ass, you know what I mean? You know, I was fucking like, I mean, they tell us what's bad for you, and but we're just like knuckleheads, right? right you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, oh, all right, well, Do shit, when, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out when I get to that bridge, homie, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm so, I mean, two years to get your footing, you get in your program, bro. You know, you're doing your thing, you're reading. Um, <coughs> you know, eight years, bro, mm. in there, bro, is fucking, is a stretch, bro. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So you had to go through some phases in there, bro. I mean, did you ever have to deal with any kind of, like, riots or anything like that? I have. Yeah, of course. I mean, everyone has been through that, but um, I, I have um, yeah. a couple times, and uh, it was crazy, bro. The best way I could put it, it was just like, I don't know. It, I've seen riots and stuff like that in YA, but this type of stuff was crazy, bro. Like, seeing the whole yard just, like, go at it, man. Yeah. Well, you got, you got, you got fucking, you got, you got infantries, you got fucking armies. Straight up. You know? People are, would wear, like, extra, you know, I was being laced up on the extra clothing. Yeah, the fucking like, magazines exactly, in your fucking waist. bro. I was like. Me and the homies used to clown about that, bro. Because we we would get Title 15 books, bro. Remember the Title 15 <laughs> Yo, books? Yeah. We would put them out on the home road. We'd be like, hey, dog, I'm ready to go, dog. You know what I mean? But nobody ever really went out there. I think a couple of the homies I heard doing that, dog. But, yeah. I mean, you had to be like, if you're a homie, bro, you know, you had to be like, like, maybe fucked up, bro. Yeah. And maybe you potentially on bad standings because yeah, yeah. you slipped up and did some stupid Crazy ass shit. Stuff, yeah. Maybe not pay a dope debt right, right, right. is a big one sometimes. That's a big one, yeah. You know? Definitely. And maybe I was never in that situation, that position, you know, but maybe you motherfucker that are listening right now at one time lined your shit up with Maximum <laughs> Magazines and Title 15. Remember the Maximum Magazines, huh? <laughs> yeah, dog. Fucking everybody jacking off to them goddamn things, dog. God damn it, dog. <laughs> Um, but what you hear about sometimes is real shit. I mean, but I think when it comes to the homies and, and certain, we have like a bravado, you know what I mean? Like, man, fuck that dog, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure, You know, bro. come get this motherfucking for six sure. pack, homie. This right. shit, <laughs> nah. But, um, so, so let's, let's talk about the changes, bro, mm. that you went through within those eight years because there were some big changes, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, let's get into that. You know, like, uh, you know, I, I was... 
I went in there with a lot of uh, emptiness inside of my heart, bro. Like, uh, as time progressed, I don't know how, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter how gangster you are and everyone listening and stuff, everybody goes through that phase, bro, of like regretting and thinking about it. And you have that timeout moment, you know? And so I had that, that hit me and I was like, and my family, because my, my parents were still in Section 8 at the time, right? So they were poor, and I, I'm at that age where I'm supposed to be helping them now, especially in the traditional Chinese culture. Yeah. My my mom wasn't, you know, my beautiful mom, man, but she wasn't trying to be, like, disrespectful or make me feel guilty, but she would she would try to hide it from me, the, the financial struggles. But actually, it was just, it was hard for her, you know? She would be like, oh, I need some help, and... You know, um, your father's doing this and doing that. So I felt a lot of that, like, man, I need to be helping her out. And I'm, I'm in here. Like, what can I do? You know, try to do a little hustles in there. But there's nothing you can do to actually have a full time job like or support them. Like if you had a full time job, you know, so, yeah, I was I was um that was weighing down heavy on me. And I started to kind of think about what led up to my life, like what made me become like this, you know, and had a lot of hatred towards my dad too like man if i wasn't getting beat up as a kid you know if i wasn't getting picked on by essays and you know like this neighborhood and that neighborhood and like and i just started blaming every it came to that point where i was like trying to have that victim mindset but then um you know i couldn't get out of it honestly i was like man whatever dude like i didn't want to program i don't want to do anything i just like didn't want to go out in the day room all that it was just starting to get to me you know mentally you're trying to crumble inside and this is just being real you know but um at the end you know the the things that helped me was my mom bro coming and giving me the verses and stuff like that you know and um i didn't understand it but um you know i was reading it and it slowly slowly started to kind of click to me what was happening and um you know why i was living the way i was and why i experienced such trauma and frustration and things like that so yeah that's what what kind of what i was going i was doing that like roller coaster type of thing feeling good one day feeling bad one day feeling good one day like that so you're trying yeah. to you're trying to find like a a, a, a mental foundation bro yes. that Absolutely. you can sit on and and you know one thing that people don't know bro that if you do time i mean it's just you inside of your head yeah. of course you got all this fucking this this zoo going on around you <laughs> but if if you're not if you can't figure out what's going on inside within yourself bro you can potentially self-destruct when you're already in a, a, a construction zone so to yes. speak you know what i mean yes. a destructive zone mm -hmm. you know yes that is very volatile an environment that is very volatile so if you can't find foundation within your own soul, your well-being, bro. Right, right. Then, then it can be hard time. Yeah. And so it sounds like you were going through some hard times, bro. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I was reaching that position of like, you know, not wanting to live and stuff like that. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I felt like I didn't want to live, but I also couldn't die. I don't know if you ever felt like that. Hundred percent. Right. One yeah. minute it's like, you know, man, I, I, I don't want to live because I don't have nothing to live for. Yeah, I have my family, but other than that, like, you know, what's going on? You know, like this is not the life that I want. And then another another part of my heart is like, man, you know what? Like if I die though, I may go to hell or I may, you know, like be just, like I was I was fearful of that too, honestly. And, you know, I, I couldn't live, I couldn't die. And I felt like at that time, it was like the first time I felt true misery, bro. Like I was miserable. Like, damn, man, I, 
don't know what to do, bro. And this, I just felt like this emptiness in my heart, bro. This pain that it was like somebody was stepping on my chest all day, 24-7. And I couldn't even be like, <sighs> I couldn't even do that. You know? It sounds like you were, uh, you had a lot of anxiety going on. Yeah, it was like that. I know? mean, did you ever seek uh, medical attention while you were in there? You know, I didn't, actually, because I, I thought that was like a punk move, honestly. Yeah, it's frowned upon in yeah, there. It's frowned know? upon in there. So I just kept it all to myself, and I think that's where I was imploding, but I didn't, people didn't know, you know. I'm very mellow and chill, but you know, I'm the type that when I get crazy, it just all comes out, right? What pisses you off? Me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've always had an anger issue. You know what I'm saying? So for me, like a mellow dude with an anger issue is a dangerous dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy because when 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 a mellow dude gets mad, mm. we got a problem. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can imagine you your 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 energy, bro, is is very like is very pure and like you said, bro. It, it, people, I'm I'm sure the frequency is going straight through this fucking camera, <laughs> this fucking live feed right now, bro. I mean, have you always had this type of frequency, this energy that you have right now? Yeah, I've always been cool. Very, very even kill, yeah. cool. Yes, yes. But if you piss Johnny off, <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah, I think for me, um, what pisses me off is because I thought I was a good person. So, like, when people would would mess with me, then that's when all my demons would come out. You know what I'm saying? Like You're fucking with a good dude. Yeah. And stupid that, fuck. Yeah, and that's the crazy part is, like, that I get that's kind of part of a like a victim mentality, I would say. Like, okay. oh, I'm a cool dude, you know. So, you know, I, I it's kinda like when people say like like me, I don't ever have a problem, right? I don't ever have a problem with people. But I had that mentality when you say I have a problem, then I'm like, no problem. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I've always been. I never started stuff, but I like to handle things. And I think that's what caused me to be a very like um angry individual. Cause people will f like I'll go from zero to a hundred, and people passive will, aggressive. Yeah, they'll be like, "Damn!" And I can see, you know, because I like to be a cool dude and be chill and be, you know, very solid with people. But when I see them take my kindness for weakness, that's when all that stuff comes out. And you know, that's yeah, absolutely, <laughs> that's the bro. Real. Yeah, yeah. Don't take a motherfucking motherfucker's <laughs> kindness for weakness, dog. I mean, I, I don't think I think in general across all levels of life, bro, that is frowned upon, dog. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Any man, dog, is is you can potentially back him in a fucking corner, dog, and you back a dog in the corner, you gonna get bit, homie. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's keep on talking about you find you trying to find your footing. I mean, your foundation in doing time within yourself. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like fuck what's going on on the yard, bro. Mm -hmm. The real battle is it within yourself right now. Yeah, absolutely. At that point, at yeah. that stage, and of course, I had to, you know, us being from a gang and you know stuff like that we understand that we're represent representing something bigger than ourselves right so yeah. i knew that going into prison and i couldn't like punk out or anything but you know i i had that burden on me though honestly even though i would program and go out with the homies and stuff like that or whatever but i would still like i would feel that every day bro and it was eating at me honestly um all the way up until i got out bro i, I never really got a handle on that that feeling of just emptiness and void uh, the feeling of insufficiency because I started to like, you know, we had like phones and stuff like that in there too, you know, and I would do Instagram or not, not Instagram, um, MySpace and stuff like that, you know, and I'm looking at people's feeds and I'm looking at my homies and I'm looking at even people who are non-affiliates and they're making careers for themselves. And all the while I'm sitting back here doing nothing, like I'm not doing anything to technically better myself. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was getting left behind too. So I was like, that played a big factor in me too. You know, so 
uh, it was a lot of things. And um, when I got out was actually when I was able to heal and kind of like do what I'm doing now, as you guys can see, you know, the prison ministry and stuff like that, which we'll get into. But yeah. You know, bro, as silly as this might sound, bro, as a kid, I always wanted to be a Laker. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. as a kid, you said, you said, Lucky, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was always ashamed to say it because everybody was always saying the, you know, the the right things to say. Right, right. I want to be a veterinarian. <laughs> I want to be an astronaut. Right. You know, this is in the era that I was I was raised in. Right. You know what I mean? But in my mind, I wanted to be a Laker. So let me let me let me say that to say this, bro. So doing time, bro, throughout my years of watching you know, like Kobe Bryant playing in the yeah, pen, yeah. bro. Yeah. I was like, man, I got to get the fuck out of here, dog. Yeah. I could have been a Kobe Bryant. Right. You know, like I always, like, even in my darkest times, bro, yeah. I always felt that I was better, bro. I can do better. Yeah, I am yeah. capable. I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of of doing just not good, right. but, but, great. but fucking great, yeah. bro. Yeah. I always you? felt, bro. Yeah. And sometimes I think people in my in the past may have look, looked at me like I was uh What's the word, bro? You know what I mean? When you think you just not too good, but there's a word for it. Somebody help me out with it on the chat line real quick, dog. But I always felt like I was just better and I cannot do good, but I can do, like you said, I can be great, bro. Yeah. You know? So I, I hear you on that, bro. I, I feel that, dog. And I don't know. And the crazy thing about it is I don't know if everybody feels like that, bro. And I don't think right. they do, bro. Yeah. Unfortunately, bro. Right. I think some dudes that are in there, bro, they're just like, you know what? This is who I am. Right. This is what I'm gonna do. Right. And, and and that's it. And even though us that we can potentially feel like, hey, you know what, I'm better than this. I can be great. You know, yeah, we still hold our shit in there. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we in 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 in, in our rearview mirror, we're just like, oh shit. Uh, you know, our, our, our in the future, you know what I mean? We're like, we 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 can be something, and we can be better, dog. Right. And so along this journey, while you're doing your time, mm -hmm. you, 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 I mean, you have a realization, bro, like, yeah. bro, what the fuck am I doing right here? <laughs> I'm on MySpace, and, and, and there are dudes that I know, my peers, that are not here, and they are doing very well for themselves. Yes. So this, this started, you started thinking in your head, hey. Yeah. I started thinking, you know, I have a brain, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not an animal, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, of course, I couldn't, you know, express that. And I felt like that was so toxic, too, because a lot of times you, you could, you know, if you're out, you could pull somebody aside or if it's an OG or whoever, you could kind of express those things, you know. But, I mean, it, out in there, it was just not possible, bro. You know, it, it kind of looked weak at the time, you know. So I did try to, you know, do church and things like that in there, but it just wasn't working out for me, honestly. So, you, yeah, you, so you started doing church in there, huh? Yeah, I did a little uh, bit of church. Christian um, church? Christian church, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, when I was going in there, I was having... I had conflict, bro, in my heart because, for one, I was Buddhist, so I had that that lingering feeling of, man, Buddha is not gonna be happy about this, bro. Like, you know, and and that was my belief at the time, you know. But um, I kind of ignored that at one point, and I just kind of tried to go. And then when I was listening to like the the pastors and the chaplains preach, they kept saying that you're a sinner, you know, you gotta repent, you gotta repent. But I don't know, for me, I was trying to repent in so many ways, but I, I always found myself backsliding. And I always found myself sinning actually more. Like, it was weird. The more I tried not to sin, and, like, I didn't... Because back then, they don't teach you really about sin in terms of, like, Buddhism. 
right? I mean, there's good karma and bad, but there's no word of like sin, right? Like you don't, it's, it's just like doing good or doing evil, basically. So I was trying to get used to that. And the more I realized, like, you know, there was a verse that stuck out to me. Like, if you lust after a woman, you've like in your heart, you've already committed adultery. And I was shocked, like, damn. I thought if I like go and commit adultery, or if I go and rob somebody, or if I go and kill somebody, like that's the act and that's what makes me a sinner. But they were explaining to me that no, like if you think about it, if it's in your heart, that's what causes you to be a sinner basically. So I was like, dang. And I just had like that kind of emptiness again. Like, man, dude, I'm trying to do this. It ain't working. I'm trying to, you know, meditate. It's not working. I'm trying to follow these 10 commandments. It's not working. Nothing is working for me. So I carried that all the way until I got out, bro. And then when I got out, I came to a true realization of like what I need to do to actually like um, to overcome all of these things, basically. You know, bro, my my biggest accomplishment, and, and it's still it's still in the works, bro. But I had to take a step back and rewire my thought process, bro. Mm. My thought process was fucked up, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I see a good-looking female, dog, and I'm thinking about all the ways you can suck my dick, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? My thought process was possessed by the devil, the methamphetamine devil, dog. That motherfucker was just like, Yo. you will fuck the shit out that bitch. <laughs> and she wants it. Shoot your shot, stupid. <laughs> no, bro, my thought, bro, I had to rewire. I caught myself this this time getting out, bro. I've been out for about, I don't know, eight years, bro. I caught myself, bro, trying to like, people are talking to me about some fucking, just like some work shit. Yeah, yeah. What is Lucky thinking in his head? Some <laughs> wild ass fucking motherfucking, I'm gonna, this motherfucker better shut it down. You know what I mean? Like, bro, like I had to rewire my thought process, which was very, very, Deep, bro. The death was crazy, bro. Yeah. I had to seek help, bro. Like, like professional help, bro, yeah. to help me. I couldn't do it myself because I was my mind was just so far like warped, bro. Yeah, yeah. And it is it is to this day, dog. Like it still comes out in some of the shit that I say and the way that I play and all the other above, dog. <laughs> but but really, that's just me just revisiting my my past life, right, bro. Right, right. Uh, of what I think is funny, which is not funny to a lot of people. But bro, I had to rewire my thought process, bro, right. and 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 just like correct my tempo, bro. You know, and to this day, dog, I can have conversations with people and all those thoughts are gone, bro. Wow, that's crazy. They're bro. gone, bro. Yeah. We are just like, we are just talking exactly what we're talking about. You know, I mean, sometimes they drift off a little or whatever, right, dog, right. because this is the type of business that I'm in right now doing these interviews and shit. So it has to, maybe, maybe that helps me. Maybe my past crazy warpness helps me do what I do here now, bro. Right. Transition to different fucking topics and conversations, dog. But I feel you on that, bro. Yeah. I mean, so you 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 start having this, you know, these these feelings, these thoughts of change, bro. And so you you get to your end of your sentence, bro. Mm. I mean, you're, you're a day from getting out, bro. Mm. What's going on in your mind, bro? Fear, one hundred percent fear. Uh, fear of like I was already institutionalized. Well, how am I gonna get a job? Do I have to go back to the homies? So I have to, you know, at this time, everybody's making money. You know, it's, it's in that transition of now, not early 2000s, but, you know, getting up there now, you know, mid 2000s, yeah. you know. So 
when I'm thinking about it, like, man, are am I gonna be able to keep up? Like, I was just really, really, just best way to put it, I was scared. Absolutely I was scared, man. And uh, you know, when I got out, yeah, I applied for everything, bro. I mean, I did FedEx and all that stuff. It, that it, it just it just wasn't working out for me, bro. And um, yeah, you know, I I was able to you know have some friends help me out, um, you know, and it was something that was legit. But you know, even that, bro, I was carrying that sadness inside of my heart still, bro. Because like, because you you didn't feel self fulfilled, right? Because you were still I mean all the time that you wasted, bro. Right. And a lot of people will never and thank God that you never got to feel that shit. And mm-hmm. some of you, some of you that are, that are out here that haven't done no time, and you're you're getting to your later years of life, and you feel like that, bro. It's I mean it's never too late, bro. But at the same time, bro, step your game up and do what the fuck you got to do, dog. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really, you've had, I mean, everybody is circumstantial with a lot of different people's situations and shit, dog. Right. But I felt that before, bro. Yeah. You know? And so here you are. You're feeling like, hey, I can be better. I'm taking these fucking, I'm trying to apply for these shitty ass jobs. Right. <laughs> I mean, where do we go from there? So I, I took like, um, you know, like anger management and counseling and things. To, like you said, try to because one of the my friends, he was a non-affiliate, but he was like, you know, you should look into that because the stuff that you went through was kind of crazy. So you got to kind of, you know what I mean? Like you need someone to help navigate, like navigate through all that BS. You Absolutely. Know? So I did do that. But again, you know, yeah, it was it was OK, but it was, again, a temporary thing. Like, I didn't find, like, that long-lasting happiness that I felt like a lot of people in this world had obtained. And it wasn't just on a monetary or financial, like, standpoint. I think some people just found their way and then they were happy. Not everyone, make you know, makes a million dollars or however much money. And some people don't even make enough. But, you know, I was able to see that they were happier than I was. And the one thing I noticed was my mom, bro. Like, when I came out, she was still in, you know, Section A. She was still all that stuff. And this now it's like the EBT is the food stamp card. I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? The the Cal, Cal Fresh or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, she was still all on, on all those government programs. and But she was happier, bro. Like, and I couldn't understand that. So I, I asked my mom, like, mom, you know, what's going on? Like, how are you so happy? You know, I straight up just asked, asked her. And then she's just like, um, you got to come to church. And I was like, Mom, I tried that. You know, I wasn't trying to hear that. You know, I was like, Mom, I, I, I need, I can't pray for money. You know, I gotta get. I'm, I'm a grown man now. I gotta get stuff done. And she's like, Yeah, just come one time, and then you know, I'll express. Like, you'll learn everything. You know, you'll kind of understand how I'm able to be happy. Although I have a husband who is like this, and two kids who are like my brother was always also locked up too. You know, yeah. and like I, I can, I'm happy though. She was telling me, and I was like, It, it tripped me out. You know, I was like, how could you be happy? Like, you know, you came to America for the American dream and you, you have like two kids or the American nightmare. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah. like how are you happy, bro? Like, yeah. but, um, you know, she expressed that. And I, I, I kind of put that off, you know, for a little bit. But, you know, I, I backslid and I fell into kick, kicking it with the homies again. And I had one of my homies like, you know, we, we were we were planning to rob somebody, actually, you know, and uh you know, he was like a drug dealer and all that. So um, we planned that I was going to go to the right of the car. He was going to go to the left of the car. And um, as I went to the right of the car, bro, he went to the right. So I just went to the left, you know, yeah. like, whatever. I'm going to get this money real quick and maybe start my own business. That was my my thought process. And, um, 
yeah, I, I just heard gunshots, bro. And I thought my homie was like dumping on him. Oh man, he's he didn't give him a chance. Like, damn, he just, you know, like I was on it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. But yeah. actually, it was the other way around. They yeah. were shooting at my homie. And um, yeah, later the car speeds off, and then I look, and he's dying there, bro. So crazy. Is it? I don't know if you've ever experienced. Anyone's ever experienced that? People dying in front of you, like it's something you'll never forget, man. And it's just like the sounds, everything, you know. But um. Yeah, he, it, it, that happened, and for the first time in my life, I was thinking about it. Like, man, I'm, I was supposed to be that dude. Like, if I went to the right, right, and he didn't step in front of me like that, uh, what what makes to say that you know I wasn't gonna be like end up like that? So, so, so he ended up on the driver's side of the car. Right. To the, he ended up on the passenger. Oh, the side. passenger side. I was supposed to go to the passenger okay. side. Okay. He was supposed to go to the driver's side. I went to the driver's side. He went to the passenger side. And so there was somebody who was ready. They were waiting for us, basically. And, um, yeah, and, and you know, I was, from then on, my mom, you know, she had heard everything, all that stuff, and she was like, you know, it would be really sad. She said one thing, you know, it would be really sad if you lived your whole life, right, and you just went, like, you lived your whole life in this sadness, frustration, anger, depression, and then you just burn in hell after that. Like, and I was just that one word just kind of woke me up a little bit like damn that's true you know and um she was like so i think you should come to church with me and at that time i did you know i went with her and um yeah the pastor laced me up on some stuff but um that was the pivotal point in my life that kind of made me change was that death actually my condolences to bro but at the same time thank you we all have uh, pivotal moments in our life that just uh you know Helps us see a, a a clearer picture, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, a clearer picture on to where we need to be at, bro. Right. You know, and that could, like you said, bro, that could have easily been you, bro. So, yeah. the, so the homie that got shot, he passed on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He did. And uh, and at the at the end of the day, you think about it, bro. You think about it. Well, how much money were we gonna get? Right. You know, how much money were we gonna get? I mean, okay, so mm -hmm. was that money worth? Not at all. The homie losing his fucking life? Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and so we got to ask, some of us got to ask ourselves that right now, you know? Um, you know, what we're doing in our life right now is that, like, is it worth? Is it worth life? Is it worth not taking care of your kids? You know, sometimes you got to just fucking suck it up, bro, and take the the lower paying job, bro, and to take the low road for the high road, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So that happens, bro. Yeah. You go to church, bro. You talk to the pastor. Is that what you said? Right, right. What kind of words did you remember? What kind of words he had for I you? I do, bro. I do. So um, the first thing he asked me was, are you a sinner? And I said, of course. Like, who isn't a sinner? And he had a big old <laughs> smile on his face. Too. It was weird, bro. He was like, yeah. are you a sinner? You know, and I'm just like, yeah, and then I'm looking at this dude, and I felt a little disrespected because yeah. I'm all, you know, at that time I was bald and still tatted down, and he's this dude with the fresh cut and suit and all that, and I'm, like, thinking, man, yeah, you may not have sin like me, but, you know, whatever. But anyway, so he um, he told me, you know, that um, how do you know that you're a sinner? And I'm like, I mean, if you do bad things, right, aren't you, doesn't that constitute a sin? And he said, not so. I was like, what? And I'm like, okay, 
no, show me the paperwork, right? Yeah. <laughs> Through the Bible or whatever. Like, yeah. So he showed me that um, he, expl- he explained um, that sin is not what we think it is. We think like backsliding, we think lusting and stuff like that is sin. But he said those are just the symptoms of sin, right? So he was saying that um, sin was inherited to us through Adam. Yeah. That's what he was saying. So he's like, if you believe that the world started with, you know, Adam and Eve, then just like you, he said, you're Chinese, right? So you didn't choose to be Chinese. You were born that way. Your father was Chinese, his father, et cetera, et cetera. It was inherited. So he said, likewise, you were born a sinner, and that's why you do these things. It's not because you do these things, you become a sinner. And that's what he was expressing to me. You know, so for the first time, I was able to see like, man, okay, so I'm a sinner, um, but by birth, not just because I did those things. And then he used the analogy of an apple tree. You know, he's like, if you plant the seeds in uh, in the ground and if you water the apple uh, tree and then after a couple of years, it's going to only produce what kind of fruits? He said, apples. And he said, let's say the apple tree tries as hard as somehow can it produce mangoes? No. Can it produce oranges? No. Well, you're the seed of sin. So, yeah, when you were a baby, you didn't see your sin. You're all cute and whatever. But as you grew older, you fell into that lifestyle, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, that's true. And then he was like, you know, you're a person who you're just being normal. Like, you know, and he he was talking about just all these analogies, you know, and he was saying that his son also, he never taught him how to lie. He never taught him how to steal. His kid at the time was like four or five years old. He's like, he's a professional liar. He's a professional stealer. <laughs> uh, who taught him that? Yeah. You know? And he's like, he's stubborn. He's selfish, all that. And he's like, did your parents ever teach you when you were born um, to breathe? No. Did they teach you to eat? No. You know, you just go and you're looking for the, for the boob, you know what I mean? For the nipple, yeah, naturally. But then why did they teach you to be good? And I thought about it. Oh, you know, he's like, because you don't have any good inside of you. Like, your good is your own standard of good. He's like, Hitler probably thinks he's a good person, too. You know, so these rapists and child molesters, I'm sorry to say, probably think they have a little bit of good in them, too. Yeah, to our standards. Justifying their evil. Exactly. Yeah. He said, but if you measure your standard in front of God, everybody falls short. And that was the first time. Let's <laughs> go, baby. <laughs> Damn. Shit, if that wasn't a gem, I don't know what is right now, dog. So you guys go ahead and pick that shit up, dog. Put it in your pocket, dog, and take it home and share it with somebody, dog. Amen. Yeah, dog. Amen to that, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that conversation sounds like you remember basically word for word, bro. Mm-hmm. It changed your life. 100%. Because through that, he was able to tell me that, um, you know, there's a reason why Jesus died for you. And I'm like, oh. Here comes the Jesus talk, you know, like, like, who is this dude? You know, I don't even care about him and this and that. But he said, um, he, he, he made it like he used the analogy of a debt. You know, if you have $10,000 and I pay your $10,000 debt, right? And I tell you, yeah, you can go to the bank and get a loan now. You can start your credit, whatever. But you don't believe me. You'll never go to that bank and get it, right? So he said, likewise, Jesus died for everybody. Everybody's righteous. Everybody was made holy because he didn't fail on the cross, he said. He died and he, he washed all of our sins, past, present, and future sins. And But if you don't know it or you don't believe it or you don't care, it doesn't become yours, you know? So he's like, you know, 
is there anything that you can do right now to wash away your previous sins? And I was like, I thought about it, you know, and I'm like, no, there's not. I mean, I can try to live better now, but I'm always going to backslide because, you know, I'm, I'm a sinner. You know, I, I'm always going to mess up somehow. But he said, that's why God didn't want, didn't leave the responsibility for you to take care of your sins. He left it to Jesus who took care of everything and he took care of it. And then he said, so when you go in front of God, you're righteous, actually, no matter what you did, you know, and. So I was like, what the heck? And for the first time, I felt like an inkling of hope inside of my heart. Like, man, I could go to heaven, you know what I'm saying, if I believe this word. But I had questions, you know. So I asked him, you know, and pastor, like, so that means I could do whatever I want then. Because if I'm saying that I'm righteous, right, yeah. and I could just smoke somebody and rob be like, hey, I'm righteous, you know. Yeah. And he was like, he laughed, you know, and he said, don't you, <coughs> he's like, don't don't you do whatever you want anyway? And I thought about it. He's like, because there's 613 laws in the Bible, he said, right? You have to know all 613 laws to follow them, he said. But God knows you can't follow them because if you break one, you break them all. So he said, if you if you follow 612 laws and you break the 613th, you broke them all. That's just how God's standard is, he said. So you can't follow the law and do good and make your way to heaven, he said. Otherwise, he didn't have to send his son to die for you. If you could do that, he said. So what you have to do is you have to realize that he said, take Hitler, for example. Hitler sins how everyone, he killed everybody, did whatever he wanted to do, right? And he says, take someone like a priest. The priest has tried all his life to not be a sinner, right? And at the end of the day, Hitler obviously has sin. But what about the priest? He also has sin, he said, right? So if you have sin in front of God, even if it's this little, you're going to hell. That's what he said. So he's like... What that's why God is not putting it on who does a better job. It's not a business transaction. Okay, you did good, you could come up. Or oh, you didn't do good, you it's not like that. He wanted to give us grace. He made us perfect forever. And he showed me the verses. Romans three twenty three, three twenty four, ten Hebrews ten fourteen, ten seventeen. So I was when I seen that, I was like, Man, this is crazy, you know? But I had those thoughts again, like, man, okay, but isn't this book written by man? It's like you know, like thousands of years old, like they could have tweaked it. They could have did this and that, you know, but he expressed to me like this. If you're an imperfect person and you're trying to understand things with your imperfect mind, he's like, do you think you can truly understand something? And then I thought about it like, no, he's like, can you perfectly understand something? And I was like, no, he's like, you know, I have he was getting surgery at the time. And he's like, you know, my doctor is giving me surgery. Right. And he's like, this surgery, I don't tell him like, hey, what kind of knife you're using? I don't even know how to do surgery. I just accept that he's a doctor and he's going to help me. That's it. He's like, I don't try to understand it. Right. You're trying to put your faith in another man that you believe is has the qualifications to exactly. take care of you because he's in that position. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he said, but what we do is we like to question God. We like to question things that we don't understand. Right. He said, it's not about questioning, but accepting. Right. He's like, you know, and he gave me the exam from there. He gave me my first task. He said, how is your relationship with your father? I said, it's horrible. You know, I, my dad was an alcoholic. He's like, I know your story. You know, what I want you to do is go to your father and apologize to him. And when I heard that, bro, on the real, I was like, man. Fuck that, bro. Like, <laughs> straight up, I was like, excuse my language, but I was like, man, hell no. Nah. He's got to apologize to me. He beat me, put my mom in ICU. 
messed up my brother, he did all that, right? But I thought about it and I expressed that to him. And the pastor was like, you just have to accept what I'm saying because let me explain to you one thing. Why do arguments continue to happen? Why do people end up fighting and stuff? Is because there's two people who think that they're right. But when one person admits their fault and they're wrong, the argument ends. And he's like, that's the reason why people are fighting. No, I'm right. You're wrong. The other person's like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. Right? So he said, go and do it. So I, w- I mustered up my courage. I just, I put my heart down like, man, this fool don't know nothing. He's some Asian dude who's telling me that, man, I don't want to listen. But I just put that down and I was like, look, I'll give it a try. So I went over to my, you know, got my phone and called my dad and said, let's go eat, pops. And he's, he was shocked too. Like, mm, what do you mean? You know, like, <laughs> on, like, what's, are you okay? Are you on drugs or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, we go to this restaurant and, you know, he's just sitting there all like tense and it's awkward. I don't talk to my father like that, you know? But I just broke it down. I said, you know, pops, I'm sorry that I was a bad son. I'm sorry that I went to Y. I'm sorry I couldn't help you and mom. I was in prison. I'm, I'm, I apologize for all of these things, sincerely. And he just started crying, bro. He started crying. And he said, no, son, I'm a bad father. I messed up. I, I'm, I'm so sorry for everything that I did. And I truly do love you. And at that point, we hugged. We cried, bro. We, and that one word, it broke everything. It broke all of that stuff, bro. Honestly. And um, now me and my father have a great relationship. And I learned something. It's not about understanding. It's not about filtering. I'm right. But understanding that my filter is broken. And I need to accept the guidance of somebody who reads the Bible, who understands God. Because he told me, you guys in prison don't like flip-flops. You guys are all about your word, right? Because he's worked in prisons too. And I said, yes. But the funny thing is, he said, if a person in prison keeps lying to you, you know he's no good. You know, you, you'll take care of them, whatever. But the funny thing is your heart, it changes every day. One minute you love this girl, next minute you don't love her. One minute you make a determination to do something well, next minute you just throw that away. But you trust your heart 24-7, he said. It doesn't make sense. So he started to put it in perspective that you trusting yourself, this heart that changes like the ocean, like the waves, he said, high tide, low tide, whatever. That's why you're becoming empty. And I'm like, how did he know I was empty? How did he know all of these? He knew me. Do you understand? And he, he showed me the verses to back it up. He's like, I don't know you, but the Bible, the Word of God knows who you are. It was written for you. So when I saw that, I was able to see inside of my heart, man, this is a mirror image to me. You know, Romans 7 says, like, for what I hate, that I do. For the things that I don't want to do, I don't do. So it's basically saying like, I want to do something well, but I don't know how to do those things. And I don't do those things. And the things that I hate, I keep doing. And that was me. I didn't want nobody. I don't care how much of a gangster you are. Nobody wants to see their mom or their auntie or their, you know, uncles and family, like come to prison and cry their eyes out. Like, I don't, you can't tell me that that doesn't affect you. You have a heart as a human being. And through that, you know, I didn't want to see my mom crying every single time, driving two hours to Ironwood, bro, like, like just, you know, waiting in line and, you know, op seals being mean to them sometimes and all that because of me, you know, and she would just cry and be so exhausted, bro. Like she's already an old lady at the time and she's driving two hours and I didn't want that to to keep hurting her, but I kept hurting her like that. You know what I'm saying? So I could see that my heart was flowing in the way of sin, but I was, but the pastor told me that's normal 
That's who you are. You're a person who's like just going to produce that. So it's all good. Whereas other people were telling me, you need to change. Stop backsliding. Stop being a sinner. And then he told me, you know, when people tell you stop sinning, it's really funny. It's like saying stop being hungry. <laughs> it's part of you. How yeah. can you ever stop that? That's what he said. So I was able to see, man, like, God, you made me righteous already. You made me holy and perfect. Because that's what God was saying, right? Not because I did well. Not because I pray well or tithe well or, or change my life. But he already made me perfect. But Satan, through the thoughts that you're talking about, continuously deceived me. Man, you ain't nothing, bro. You're just a watching gang member. and You should live this way. And you're going to die anyway, so fuck it. Live your life to the fullest. Do whatever you want to do. And don't worry about nothing else. And that's what, that's what I was feeling. So I was able to see, like, man, I'm righteous, I'm holy, right? Not because I did well, but because of God. And that word gave me hope. You know, it's been like you know, 12 years. It's been, like, it's been so many years that I have not even did drugs. I haven't been back to the pen. I haven't relapsed. I haven't done any of those things, right? And now I'm married. I have a family. I have a kid. When I look at myself, like, how can I live this life? But nothing, like I said, anger management, counseling, none of those things rehabilitated me. Nothing could get rid of that emptiness that I'm going to go to hell and, and this is just my life, this up and down life that it's, it's like so depressing. But the one thing that changed me was that word, which said, you're righteous. Hebrews 10, 14 says, for by one offering, we are perfected forever them that are sanctified. So he said one offering, which is Jesus Christ, perfected, which is in past tense, meaning already made perfect. And then it says forever, which means eternally, right? So if we're perfect forever in front of God because Jesus didn't fail, then how can I say I'm a sinner? That's like slapping him in the face. Yeah, you know, I backslide all the time, but don't you think God knows that? <laughs> he knows how we're going to be. He knows how we are as human beings, and he loves us. That's why he's given us these, you know, he wants us to come to that conclusion that we can't do it ourselves. And that's what, what, like, no matter what I did, I couldn't get myself out of that slump. So what got me out of it was that word, bro. And, yeah, people say, oh, it was written, you know, thousands of years ago. Oh, you know, these are white people. And, like, all that I drown out because the word, no matter what, it never changes. Like, if I look at, if I go and commit a sin and I look at the word 100 days from now, it'll still be the same. It'll still say that we're perfected forever because that's God's heart. He doesn't flip-flop. God damn it, dog. <laughs> Take a step back real quick, Mumble G. Uh, <laughs> man, man, dog. Ah, oh, shit, dog. <laughs> we in church right now, dog. You know, that shit, dog. I should hit the motherfucking soul, dog. I swear to God, dog. I almost, you almost motherfucking. You got, you hit me, dog. You got me, dog. You know what I mean? That, that, that. God damn it. Hit some fire emojis right there if you felt that right there, dog. That's a testimony right there, baby. Yeah. That's a motherfucking step. Excuse my sinful language, <laughs> but god damn it, that shit was a testament, baby. <laughs> Whoo, shit. Play with that shit, dog. Man, bro. For real, for real. Well said, brother. Who is this man, bro? <laughs> Who is this man, dog? We need him right here. Who put the... 
Who put the, let the flames go, baby. Let the flames go if that wasn't a testimony right here with the homie Johnny right here, baby. <laughs> God damn it. They, my homie got a fire truck on that bitch right there. I see it. I see that fire truck, dog. God damn it, dog. You know what, bro? Whew. I ain't been in church in a minute, dog. You know what I mean? Because I always feel like my temple's within myself, dog, and my best uh, conversations with God, dog, mm -hmm. is in the wee morning before I'm going to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm getting up at 5 in the morning, 4 in the morning, 3, 2.30 in the morning, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, my my best conversation with God is in my car, bro. Before I turn the music on, don't play with it, Lucky. Don't disrespect God like that. And this is Lucky talking to himself early in the morning. Lucky, I know you want to hear that DMX right now. I know I want to. I know you want to bump that new song you just recorded. And I don't play nothing, dog. I said, I said, God, you know what I mean. I love you, baby. You know what I mean. Thank you for this day you gave me. You gave me another day. I'm gonna go get this money for my family, God. I mean, I'm not saying it all gangster right now. I got a little slang in my voice and this and that, dog. The the the, the, the we, we 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 you know we got different voices. You know what I mean. You got your the way you talk to your kids' voice. You know what I mean. You got the voice where you talk to your homies, dog. You know what I mean. And then you got the voice where you talk to God. Right. And the God and and the voice is your best. English, your best Chinese, your best <laughs> Spanish. Amen. You know it is as yeah. proper as it gets. Mm -hmm. And even some sometimes I have a I have a hood conversation with God. I'm like, God, dog, I'm tripping, bro. <laughs> Help me out, my G. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. done. You know what I mean? This is just me <laughs> just having the conversation and saying, I, got, I don't know. I need help figuring this shit out. You know, like, right. damn, I'm arguing with my girl again. God, you know what I mean? Like, huh? Right. Is she tripping? Am I tripping? I think she's tripping, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. God, right? You on my side, right? <laughs> and then and not all the time. It's like that, dog. You know what I mean? Because you know. We are we are sinful. Uh, uh, we are human, bro. Human, bro. Bro. One hundred percent. You know, if, if thoughts, actions, everything can potentially be sin, bro. Then damn, we're sinners, bro. Yeah. You know, but it's about how we grow from that, how we move from that thought. Yeah. You know, what I mean, we have that dumb thought. Mm -hmm. Do we pursue that dumb thought? Fuck no. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, at least not for me. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, not to cut you off. No, go know, ahead, bro. But you know, God is saying that inside of the word, and if you look at Genesis 6, 5, it says, you know, uh, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So actually all of our thoughts are only evil, right? But when I thought about that, I'm like, no, nah, that's that's BS. This, is, this was my conflict with the pastor at that time, right? I was thinking, how can all of my thoughts be evil? Bro, I, I would die for my homies. I'll lay down my life for them. Number one, I'll give them money if they needed a shirt off my back. I love my mom. You're going to tell me that that's an evil thought. But actually, in the first three words of that, it says, and God saw. So when I think about it, the way I see things and the way God sees things is completely different, bro. Like, God is actually looking at our sin. He's not looking at us and our actions. Do you understand? Because we can hide behind our actions. But like you said, when you have those lustful thoughts, angry, frustration, God sees that. So it's not that he wants us to do anything good. These these religions nowadays, these churches tell you to do good. But then again, what religion tells you to do bad? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Buddhism taught you to do good too. But I think Christianity is the only religion that teaches you you can't do it without God. You can't do it by yourself. Amen, baby. Right? So, yeah.
Let's take a quick break right here, and then we're gonna get to the uh, we're gonna get to the last part of of you know what he's doing now, what Johnny's doing now. You know what I mean? Which I think is very important. You know what I mean? Coming from where he came from, bro. This is a fucking success story, bro. If you ain't ever motherfucking heard one, baby. You know what I mean? Let's take a quick break. I have to use the restroom real quick. We're gonna get to the uh, what Johnny's doing now, and then we're gonna get the phone calls. How about that? We go with that, baby. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Let's uh, quick break, everybody. Let's go. It's the Highland Park Gospel, my Jesus. Blessings, power, respect. Tell you this for the last time. Enough of the drama. I ain't playing these games. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. I ain't playing these games You hate me when I'm up You love me when I'm down Stupid motherfucker Turn that frown upside down Clowns High off that dope I was clowning I was high off that dope I made a fool out myself I was high off that dope Gang bang Blood sport Bootang I love whores Dumb Burned out Crazy fool I'm banged out Hanging out with these fools One plus one equals two fools in a cell with no mail No telling is the policy No bail, don't bother me They calling me a drugs Comes with a college full of thugs Time to graduate Time to elevate Let's go You know I play these games Oh, gotta pick your soul up Pick your soul up Pick your soul up Oh, gotta pick your soul up Pick your soul up Pick your soul up Oh Gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Enough of the I ain't playing these games. The highs and lows come with lies and cold. I'm a wilted rose, only the gardener knows. Water me, talk to me, fingernails bleeding lottery. She lied to me, she cried to me. Point clearly taken. What's popping, bro, was shaking. Without love, there's no patience. Sit in a concrete cell, my soul vacant. You in a hood trap. Working off your bad back, homie love is a true fact. Blood on the menu, don't mean to offend you. Take it how you want it, taste it, it's vomit. Shit is foul, two fingers in the air, Kermit drink tea like that shout. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button, baby. Let everybody know we here, doggy. Hood stocks, doggy, you know what I mean? Hit that like, hit that subscribe. That's what keeps us moving in this motherfucking algorithm, this YouTube fucking metaverse. Let's go, baby. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Enough of the I ain't playing these games. Why we gotta die like that? Why can't we spread our wings and fly like that? Not only in heaven, but life. Dodging the hooters, already got two strikes. Walk with me, talk with me. What you like to do? On me, my G, I'ma push you through. No, I'm good, yeah. Give them their roses while they're here. Let them know they chosen. We love you while you're here. Too much pain and sorrow. Some of us ain't gonna see tomorrow. Like, be like that. Why we gotta be like that? The power of prayer is real. The power of love is fear. What I fear is what I'm scared to hurt. What you fear ain't always gotta hurt. Enough of the drama. I ain't playing these games. Oh, yeah. pick your soul Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe button, baby. We got a classic in the works right here. Dog, you don't play with it, dog. 
Everybody give it up for Johnny, doggy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my brother. Thank you, bro. You're part of the family right here now, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank you. Real shit, dog. I'm going to be holding you for that, you know, when we go out to... Get some fucking comida, doggy. Hey, you know what I mean? For real, bro. Get some food, dog. I got you, know? you, man. I'm with it, baby. Um, <laughs> so, what are you doing now with your life, brother? So, actually, I'm a minister now. Uh, I go, you know, to prisons. We're in about 126 prisons all across the U.S. I also go to different places like Thailand. I'm going to Korea in four days to also give my testimony and talk to the prisoners there and the inmates there, too. Just planning hope, bro. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing, yeah, bro. Are you too. part of the ARC program? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, we're part of the Christian Leaders Fellowship, CLF, and um, the International Youth Fellowship, IYF. Okay, yeah. and they have access to getting in these prisons and the, in these different outlets. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I mean, bro, like, how is it when you go into these uh, prison systems and you, and you see uh, young homies like yourself from your neighborhood, bro? I mean, it's, of course, it's all love. You know, when they look at me, they're just like, damn, man, I heard about you and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's all love, and they, they love it, bro. They, they um, you know, they try to, like, kind of talk about, the hood stuff, because that's just what we have in common. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he, who's this? Hey, you know this guy, you know that, you know? But um, when we get past all of that, I kind of, like, mentor to them and counsel them and then also connect with their families outside, too. Because, you know, people people who have been to prison, it's not just them that's going through the prison, but it's the families that's going in it with through it with them as well. So we, we reach out to the families and help them out, too. And and so when it comes to uh, and salute to you on that brother, you know what I mean. So when it comes to like, okay, we got California prisons, and now I mean, have you gone to other countries and talked before? Yes. Okay, yes, so th- talk about that, brother. You know what I mean. Yeah. Obviously, you're, you you know what I mean. You're speaking to them in Chinese, mm-hmm. you know. And what, what, what I mean, what's the difference, bro? You see a difference? There's a big difference. Um, you know, first thing is gang culture. I mean, California, not just Cali, but USA in general. When they look at us, we look, we're like the unicorn, bro. It's like, you guys got money and all that, but why you live that way? You know, like banging on people and, and they, they, they ask me stuff like, do you know any Italian mobsters? Cause they, <laughs> the movies and right? shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like, nah, I'm sorry, bro. Like, they're like, yeah. really? What? You must not be a real one. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> bro, I'm from Cali, homie. Right. You know what I mean? We got a whole nether level yeah. out there, baby. You know what I mean? Spencer, homie. Right. For real. <laughs> you know? For real, dude. And but. so, what what is what is there like, like, bro? Like, I mean, I know, I mean, traditionally you're Chinese, bro. But how do you even connect with those dudes, bro? Like, being I, the fact that it's just a whole different thing, bro. Right. So I talk about the core of the heart, which is um, emptiness. Um, these people, no matter how big and bad they are, in there, because you know, in, in certain prisons, they've murdered people and stuff like that, and they're there forever. Or they're they're facing the death penalty too. Um, I talk about that emptiness, and I don't go directly at them. I just give my testimony, talk about how it's sad and empty, and it, and they're like, man, how do you know? Like, how do you know what I'm going through? You know, like we speak different languages, we grew up differently, yes, but. Depression is depression, bro. Sadness is sadness. Emptiness is emptiness, and sin is sin. So, that's what I I I, I move past all the BS and I just go to the core, bro. Straight Absolutely. to the heart. Yeah, you cut you cut out all the fucking small talk and right. shit. I mean, are they hard to are they harder to get through opposed to uh, dudes from California? I think so. Uh, in in a way that uh, they once they hear a lot of people when they hear what neighborhood I'm from, their hearts just open up. They're like, oh, that's cool. I know about you. 
Why? Because is no. there a watchings in like in China and everything? There, there is, but they're not the top dogs out there. To be honest with you, and they, they're not. I mean, I don't even think they're even active like that anymore out yeah. there. And then, so, I mean, it's 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 the top dogs are where it originated, correct? Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah of absolutely. Course. Yeah. So I mean, they, you know, but they're just really kind of shocked, you know, that um, the way I look too, because they're not all tatted down too. They don't know that LA, they don't know the gang culture. Like they wondering well, how you got that good ink. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I mean, who did your ink, bro? Um, shout out. It was a couple people, but this dude named Victor Lee, uh, Mr. Victor Lee. And then Asian the, dude, Asian dude. Okay. Yeah. And then the guy who did some of my stuff was, um, uh, Charles Ong. He's, he's a uh, from part of the chess club in, in Upland. You guys check okay, him out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's that's the homie. We man. play chess right here. You see that chess board over yeah, there, I baby? Saw that, bro. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. He whipped my motherfucking ass though, dog. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, fool. <laughs> pull out the Uno cards. <laughs> you might be able to win on that shit. <laughs> yeah, real shit, dog. I'd love to have a dude like that on the podcast, dog. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to shoot him my direction, dog. Yeah, for love sure. Love to pick his brain. I'm all about fucking just, you know what I mean? The the the, the gem conversations like this yeah, right yeah. here, dog, where Thank you, you can just kind of like just pick up some game, dog, and just yeah. soak up just a, a different perspective on life on a dude that's been down the same road that you've been down, you know what I mean? Right, right. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Conversations are important, bro. Mm-hmm. 100%. They're very important, dog, and that's, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing about this time that we live in, bro, mm-hmm. where, you know what I mean? Like, we, we could be going through things, bro, and there t- there's times, bro, that, like, growing up, bro, I didn't have nobody to talk to, bro. Yeah. But in this time and era, bro, like, bro, we can put up a podcast, bro. Right. And this podcast yeah. right here that you're doing right now, Johnny's having his, you know, sh- shooting his shit, dog, sharing his testimony, bro. I mean, bro, you are ta- you are probably speaking to a lot of brown brothers right now as an asian man you're speaking to a lot of brown brothers right now and all other races that watches whites everybody else you know what i mean you're speaking straight to them without even knowing it bro and 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 they maybe didn't have somebody to talk to bro but this just this podcast by itself bro this episode dog you know what i mean Mm. like we conversation is power bro Especially when you're putting out the right information definitely bro positivity love respect you know what i mean you gotta hit that clap button. Let's go, baby. <laughs> let's go. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Lucky. Appreciate yeah, that. absolutely. You want to do some phone calls? Yeah, let's do it. Let's bro. do some phone calls, let's guys. Here you go. You guys got your shot. Let's do some phone calls. Let me put this number in, baby. I know motherfuckers gonna start blowing me up already because they got my number already. <laughs> I mean, I use my real phone number, dog, to a point, dog, that I get blown up all across the night, dog. Bro, that's tight, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Lucky! Like at three in the morning, <laughs> I'm like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> All right, there it is, right there. They're already blowing me up. Hold on, hold on. I get you right now, though. Pin this pin. Okay, let me get back to that. All right, let's go. Let's get a phone call right here. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What up, Lucky? What up, baby? Hey, you know what, man? Straight up, like, homeboys saying some real ass shit, bro. They even got me thinking into my own fucking thoughts, my own inner demons, like the drinking, like the smoking cigarettes, like the fucking, you know, all these fucking things, the emptiness. That's some real life shit, homeboy. Hey, you know what? I got to give mad love to you, bro. Straight up. 
Thank you, bro. Thank you. Straight up, like that. That really, you know, I don't, I don't mean to sound like 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 a fucking punk, dog, but like on the real shit, like that really fucking it really resonated in my head. Thank you. You know, like like especially one thing that you said about how like you know God isn't looking at your sins because He knows you a sinner. Right. 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 And I'm, I'm thinking of my fucking self every day of my fucking life, like, hey, homie, you gotta get off this drink, dog. You, you gotta stop smoking these cigarettes, homie. You gotta stop fucking tripping on every motherfucker that fucking cuts you off. Right. Like, it's weird, but it, it fucking makes sense. You, you get me? Yeah, I got you, bro. You know, um, first off, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. What, what's your name, bro? My name's Art from Santana, homie. Art, nice to meet you, bro. And, um, yeah, you know, like I said, God knows, bro. He knows that we are people who are going to struggle. And that's why he sent God, uh, his, son, his son for us, bro. And he washed you perfectly. So on God's side, he sees you as righteous. You understand? The only thing is we, we have to see our thoughts as evil. Then we can turn away from that. So the thought is telling you to do cigarettes and stuff like that. It's not you who's doing it. Let me give you an example, bro. Like, there is a, you, you know... You know the story of like Adam and Eve, right? Yes, sir. So when Adam um, he ate the the knowledge of the fruit of good and evil, he he became naked. He realized that he was you know all all naked or whatever, and he he ran away from God, right? Yes, sir. And then so God was calling to him, Adam, Adam, where are you? Obviously, God knew where he was, but he asked Adam when he found out, and Adam said. Yeah, I ran away because I thought that I was ashamed that I was naked. And then he said, who told you you were naked? Did you eat the fruit? And then he said, yes, but my wife told me. So he snitched out his wife, right? <laughs> and he then he, he went to his wife afterwards, right? He said, Eve, who told you? And then Eve said, the serpent, which was Satan, right? But when he got to Satan, he didn't say, hey, Satan, did you, you know, what did you do? Who told you? He just said, because you did this. You're cursed, and you're going to crawl on your belly for the rest of your days, and you're going to eat dust. So actually, Adam and Eve were never, they, they were never cursed because of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you too, bro. Whoever makes you do something, which is Satan, then it's not you who's going to get cursed for it, but it's him. That's what God was trying to show us, and that's why he was asking people. You know, So you're always going to do those things, and that's okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying like sin however you want, do whatever you want. But what I'm saying is your thoughts, your flesh, it flows that way. So I hope that we can learn to not trust ourselves and what we think is right. Do you understand? But the word of God says you're perfect, bro. Do you understand? So you're perfect. And then when you think of that, you can move forward. That's how I was able to change. I'm no, no different than you, bro. I have thoughts too. But I don't ever, I don't have, I choose not to follow those thoughts. That's the only difference. Do you understand? Because I know those wow. thoughts are not from me. They're from Satan. And that's the only difference, bro. Whereas, you know, I'm sure you and I, I was like this before. I thought all my thoughts were from me. That's why I followed him. You know what I'm saying? Satan never tells you, follow me. He tells you, believe yourself. Trust in yourself. Because he knows when you do that, you'll follow him. That's how it goes, bro. Ooh, let's oh. go, baby. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You give my fucking brain open. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Hey, lucky. Hey, much respect for having homeboy on, man. Absolutely, bro. It's a blessing that, right here, that, bro. This is, yeah, yes, you are, and we all are. All the goonies listening to this, like I tuned in on a motherfucking Monday night, homeboy. 
And hey, much respect to you, love. See, I always listen to your podcast, Homeboy. We'll see you guys. Appreciate respect. you, brother. Thank, Thank you, you doggy. Thank you for calling in. Let's get to the next phone call, dog. Wow, that was amazing, dog. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, what's up, Lucky? You got a two? You? Oh, okay, dog. I, I love you too, dog. You're probably the one at three in the morning telling me that shit, you fucking dick. Turn the volume down in the background first. Okay. Oh, that's why they called. Some motherfuckers, they be like that. They be like, fuck you, Lucky. I'm gone. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hold on. Here we go. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hello? Yes. This is Eddie. What's up, Eddie? You must be a punk-ass, bitch-ass motherfucker that got punked out and shit in their penitentiary, motherfucker. <laughs> I love you, Eddie. Thank you for this call, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're that punk ass motherfucker that ate dick in the penitentiary. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo. Yo, what up, Dougie? Hey, what's up, Lucky Ace? Hey, so check this out. I've called in before, man. <laughs> All right, so at first. I don't know if I like that laugh, homie. Ha <laughs> <Hey>. ha. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I like where you going, dude. Turn so, the turn the volume down in the background, sir. All right, all right let me know that shit. So, I, you know, I, I asked, I asked if uh, okay. So for the for the uh, for the Chinese community, the dragon represents when he came down, he split the Asian people with their uh, with the knife with the sword, so they could see the light, right? So then I also thought about our our culture, and I was it was kind of similar, and I was like, oh, that's crazy because we got a dragon too, you know. And uh, when he started getting into that feel, I was like, man, but he's telling it from an Asian perspective, which is crazy because I, I meditate um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love that, that Asian Asian way of being like, you know, you explain something in a way that, that might not otherwise have been told, right? Yeah. So he just did that. He did that. And, uh, 100%. And it because it rings true, bro. I mean, I feel like I got the Dalai Lama on this bitch right now, dog. I don't even know what the fuck, dog. This is the closest I will ever get to the Dalai Lama right here, dog. Thank you, Jesus. It's true. Yeah, dog. I just want to put that out there that culturally. It's the closest I will ever get to the Dalai Lama right now, dog. Bro. Thank you for calling, dog. We're next caller. Uh, You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hello? Yes. Okay, so now that I got in, guys, I want to say good evening to everybody. Um, I have a question for Johnny. So you know how, Johnny, you were speaking in regards to uh, sin. So Mm -hmm. you were saying how the pastor said that, um, you know, how he said, hey, you know, because of the thought process, like, I am a sinner. Mm -hmm. And he basically, you know, um, basically explained to you, like, hey, you know, we're born out of sin. You will be a sinner. This This is, do you believe that? When Jesus died, he literally took all sin, past and future sin for us because we're, we're you know, we are, we come from sin. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. I believe that he washed everything perfectly because um, if you get deeper into okay. the Bible, there is, um, if you look in mm-hmm. Leviticus, it talks about how people used to offer um, the sin. It was called a sin offering. So they would put their hands on the goat. Mm-hmm. 
and they would transfer their sins onto the goat and the goat would get killed and then that would wash their sins. But that was also temporarily. He needed an eternal uh, sacrifice. So, you know, Jesus, God is, is, you know, Jesus is God. So he is of the spirit. That means when he died, he rose again. Okay. He took he took our sins with him to heaven. And there's a tabernacle in heaven. Okay. Right. And basically he sprinkled his blood on the horns of the altar, which covers all of our sins. So it's not, um, you know, it's not that you're a sinner because when you look at yourself, yes, you see the sin, right? But when God looks at Correct. you, he already saw that Jesus has washed all of those sins, past, present, and future. And when he when he sees Jesus' blood, that's what he sees. He's paid for those sins. All he needs us to do is accept that wholeheartedly, right? So if many people nowadays, they're saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace, or I'm a sinner that that sins or I'm righteous that a righteous person that sins but God said you cannot serve two masters you cannot be in heaven and in hell I be right? Luke right exactly so, so what about so what about that lukewarm situation where you're hot and you're cold but you cannot be lukewarm what do you think about that yes that is true because you're serving two masters you're saying that I'm a sinner which Satan is telling you and you're saying I'm righteous which God is telling you you cannot serve God and Satan at the same time so either you're righteous or you're a sinner so if you go up to God and you say, you know, God, I'm so sorry. I tried my best, but I'm a sinner. Well, where do sinners go? It's very simple. But if you go up to God and you say, you know what, God? Yes, I was a sinner, but you made me righteous because that's why you sent Jesus. You knew how we were. You knew that we were going to mess up. You knew that we we're going to live our whole lives like this. You know why? Because if we did, if we could take care of ourselves, why did he need to send Jesus Christ? He didn't. So he sent him. So so I'm that, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm conflicted a little bit in that situation, in that aspect where we're, you know, we can be in the middle where we have to be righteous or we have to, you know, we're a sinner. Mm -hmm. But if we come to God, um, does that mean that we have to repent from, you know, from being like from committing that sin and live righteously and not commit a sin again? No, because you cannot com stop committing sin, right? Sin is part of us, okay. right? That's like saying, I'm going to never be hungry again. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, when time push comes to shove, you're going to do it. God knew that. He made it like that. So what God is telling you is that you're righteous, which is what the word of God says. When you have a chance, read Romans 3, 23 and 24. It says, for all have sinned and fall short okay. of the glory of God. But 24 says, being justified, justified in past tense, meaning already done freely. It means you didn't do anything for it. He gave it to you for free through the redemption of Jesus Christ. So what's happening is he made you righteous and that's his word. And then your thoughts are telling you, no, I'm not righteous. No, I sinned yesterday. No, I did this. No, I did that. But what did I just say earlier in the podcast? All of your thoughts are what? Only evil continually, because what they do is they always go against the word of God. So you have to choose. Correct. Am I going to choose my thoughts or am I going to choose the word of God that never changes? So I chose to choose the word of God. Okay. That's the only reason why I'm, I'm changed. It's not because I did well. It's not because I pray and I don't have no more so thoughts. It's not because you stopped sinning. Right. It's not because you stopped sinning. It's right. because you accepted the fact that you are a sinner. Exactly. But you accept that God, Jesus, you know, he gave his son and he cleans us. He cleans us of our past and our present sins and our future sins. Amen. That's exactly what you have to believe. Okay. Yeah. So Beautiful. you're righteous. I wanted to just yeah. clarify that. Thank you.
Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you guys. And Johnny, it was nice to you. And I hope that you keep, you know, kind of uh, inspiring others to kind of deep, deep, dig deeper into that spiritual warfare because I feel like that's where, that's the actual war, you know. We're fighting that spiritual warfare at this point. It's a conscious awakening that we must kind of uh, dive into. And um, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And lucky as always, Hitchcock crew as well. Thank you so God much. Bless you guys. Thank God you. bless you as well. Let All me ask. Right. Let me. Ask, yeah, thank like you. It. Let me ask you a question, bro. Yeah. What do you feel about uh, the abortion law that just uh, came in a, came down from the Supreme Court, bro? Mm-hmm. So what I believe is God allows everything, right? So even that law He allowed, He allows babies to get aborted. He allows everything because people forget that they're looking at the surface. They're looking at people who are like, "Oh, why did you do that crime?" Right. Just like how the judges looked at us. Like, Why did you do that? They never look at the foundation of things. If God allows things to happen, let me give you an example. Right. My friend, he he was uh, he's like an Olympic cyclist, actually. And back in this now he's older now, but back then he was an Olympic cyclist. So he broke his ankle. And at that time, it was like 2000 when the Twin Towers was going on. Right. Yeah. And he had that flight to New York, but he broke his ankle. And he didn't know that that flight was going to go through the Twin Towers. So when He, he had broke that his, exact flight? Yes. And wow. when he broke his ankle, he was like, man, what are you? And he was a Christian. Like, God, what are you doing to me? This is my source of income. This is a, a, a rally. What are you, are you ruining my life, right? But then he found out, like, oh, shit. <laughs> this, 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 this flight, you saved me. So people don't understand. They think like they don't look at the foundation of things. They always look at the situational things. So abortion and all of that, yes, we people get into politics and, you know, the left and the right. I'm not into all of that. What I'm into is, okay, God, what did you allow? If you allow my brother to go back to prison or if you allow, you know, my, my kid to pass away, like I'll think about it on your perspective not in my own perspective, because then that's how war starts. That's how fighting starts. Well, I feel like I should have a right to pro-life and you should have a right to pro choice And it becomes like this. And that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants us to fight each other. Right. But when I think about it, I let it all go to God. Like, OK, God, you you're allowing this. Obviously, you allow babies to die. I may not understand why you allow that, but I'm not the judge either. Right. I use an example of like me and you. We're, we're from the streets. I never you know, shot at somebody and then went to court and was like, you know what? I should do like 100 days in county. You know what I'm saying? I don't make that decision. But yeah. the funny thing is we judge God. You know, we tell God, like, yeah, you, I don't feel like that's right. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. We're not the judge. That's the that's where I came down to that conclusion. And that's why when I'm able to let it, let it go, then there is no issue for me. Like, I don't I don't get into those things because it's like. What is the point of that? My my perspective is not always right. I know that. I'm not a perfect person. I didn't do enough research. What am I speaking on? And even if I did, how do I know like my heart won't change a week from now, two months from now? I understand what the Bible is saying is your heart is deceitful above all things. That means it's the biggest liar and it's desperately wicked. And then it says, who can know it? That means nobody knows their own heart. They trust it. That's why they don't know it. Right. If they knew that it was a flip flop and it lied all the time, why would they trust their perspective? So I've learned from the foundationary standpoint not to trust what I feel all the time, because that's what happens. You you know, it's it's not just with like it's with everything, bro. Like if you want to do drugs, like the thought comes first. People don't just get up and do drugs. They have that itching, that feeling, man, I should do these drugs. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then they follow that thought. And that's how it becomes that problem. So with the abortion stuff, like. If God allowed that to pass, which I did, because I feel like he did, he allows everything to happen, right? He allowed... And, and, well, he, 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 he allowed it 
to happen in discretion right. of each state. That's now, if you if you're in California, you're in a sanctuary, right. and you got a lot of people <laughs> flooding the streets of traffic right now. If dudes trying to get home, protesting this, and we get it, but you're in California. Right. You ain't got to worry about that. Get the fuck off the freeway. Let these dudes get home. Stupid motherfuckers. Take your ass to a state right. that ain't liking that shit. Bro, and now you got some dudes that have been up since 3 in the motherfucking morning, dog, and they trying to get home to their kids, motherfucker. Get the fuck off the freeway, dog. California, we good, baby. You know what I mean? For the ones that like it and for the ones that don't. You know what I mean? But the ones that, 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 that are against... I mean, it's like this, dog. Uh, don't tell me what to do with my dick. This is how I feel, bro. And I ain't gonna tell you what to do with your shit. You know what I mean? Now, it's crazy, bro, because it seems like the far right is is less government, dog. Mm. Well, if the far right's less government, dog, then how you put it in the government's hand of what a female should do with their shit? So then this comes back to what I want to say right now, dog. Do you feel like politicians are misusing their, the, the, the interpretation of the fucking Bible, bro? Absolutely. They're, they're misusing it, right? Absolutely. They're you trying to use it for their vantage points of political fucking aspirations and leveling up and money, right. right? It's it's not just that, but people, I said, like, it comes from the root, bro. They trust themselves. Some of these politicians may be actually thinking that they're utilizing the Bible in the right way. But the problem is that where they're crooked is their foundation. I'm going to trust what I feel, what I think is right. Do you understand? Oh, I interpret it this way, so it must be right because it feels right to me. But how do you know that? You can never actually verify that. So what God is telling us, don't trust yourself. Trust only what the word says exactly as it is. Do you understand? So that's how I'm able to kind of like like overcome those types of things because everyone is always going to be right, bro. Like I said, when, when people look at themselves, they're going to think that they're good people. They're going to think that their, you know, their vision is correct. Their political position is correct. Their representation is correct. But how do you know that, though? Like, we don't know precisely who is right and who is wrong because you can make an argument for everything. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. A hundred arguments for the littlest thing. Exactly. Especially nowadays. Let's go to the next phone call real quick, dog. Let me see real quick. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hello? Yo, hello. Hey, what up, Lucky? What up, Dougie? Talk to us, Dougie. Hey, what up, Lucky? Just wanted to show love. You know, I appreciate your 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 podcast, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, bro, for tuning in. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. Let them motherfuckers know we here, baby. Yo, always. Shout out to the homie Johnny. Much much love, man. Hey, just soaking up game, homie. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. Much love. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, brother, for calling. Next phone call. Let's go. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Let me see here. There's a, there's a number that keeps on calling and shit. I try to I try to catch it, but sometimes it be like that and shit, dog. But you know what, Johnny? This has been two hours, two and a half hours into this. Let's get this last phone call, dog, and then we'll end it right here, dog. This has been amazing, dog. I feel like we can just keep on going, baby. <laughs> You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What's up, Luggy? Connected a moment of your time. Yeah, baby, you can. You got it, doggy. Cracking this is Wolfie from Monte. What up, Wolfie? What's up, baby? Wolfie always never never lets down, always calls in. What's up, Wolf? What do you think of this podcast, huh? Dog, today is a day I, I you know what? This I'm speaking on the SUV cartel. Shout out to homeboy Johnny from our team. Shout out, bro. Thank because you. Hey compa, I've been in your guys' 
issues, you know. I went to a hammer school, high school for like a week. Talk to him quick. And uh, what I got to say here, like, you ninjas are crazy, dog. You also, <laughs> I don't know, Asian border, watching though, but you, it, was, it was like a whole war between me and you guys, dog. Like, I mean, not me and you guys, but I hinted, dog. So I'm trying to say, like, what do you, what do you, what are we doing for our, our people as now? You know, as far as our hinted now, like as far as how to break that piece. I, I remember getting out of high school, dog. And it'll pop off, dog. We'll hit, we'll hit up that little right by the corner by the market, dog. And it's, it's popping, dog. We're, we're, we're going at it. Yeah, yeah. Both rasas, meaning both races. Yeah, yeah. You're from uh, and, EMF, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, and I'm from Monte, dog. Oh, Monte. It was, it was, it was over there, dog. It wasn't even EMF, dog. Uh, it was just brown against Asian, dog. It's crazy, dog. Like, yeah. you know how it goes, dog. Yeah, after, yeah. after the game, or whatever pop on me, we would go out at it just on the halls, dog, right in through the locker room on right. the high school, dog. Right, right, right. Oh, I feel you. I, I don't know how it is now because our handbook's like, it's just whitewashed now, but, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a lot of homies out there in our handbook. It's just, it's just crazy now. So I'm, I'm just wondering how it is now because I don't even know now, like, how it's... And I know you don't know either because as as as, as the fact where... It's, we're we're above that, you know. We're we're I'm, I'm in my forties already, dog. Oh, for sure, bro. Damn, you sound young, man. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm just you know I'm I'm in my forties already. I'm I'm forty three, dog, and I'm I'm still you know not active like that, but I mean I I see my little youngsters just out in them guys, you know, just acting a fool. Mm. I chill with them, you know, here and there, but it's, it's just like I wonder what 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 is what is you you know you're pushing that you know. I mean, as watching, I, I I respect that. But when I I remember when I from Monte when I went to Alhambra, dog, I didn't know who was watching Asian Boy Dog. I was just brown, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Wolf, for, for calling. We're gonna go to the last caller. We love you, baby. You're always calling in and dropping you. the gems, dog. You. Thank you for taking up the time while I took a leak, dog. I mean, <laughs> love you, baby. Uh, thank you, bro. Uh, yeah, you're on Hoodstocks Talk to us. Last phone call. What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I got through, man. Hey, um, shout out to the homie Johnny Richards, dropping Molly. We need more religion in our life. Man. Thank you, bro. You know, and then, and, and, um, I think, I think, look, you got to because, you know, to come back to other individuals, you know, you know what I'm talking about, you know, that maravilla fool, you know, you're going to take him down, my boy, don't trip. But if you have to get real shit about the, about the Bible and the word, the other guy takes nonsense. Absolutely, you know dog. I think, I think he, I, you know what, bro? I think this right here, the way he spoke the word, bro, was very uh, relatable, dog. Relatable, dog. Yeah. Relatable yeah. And, and not so, like, condemning, bro. You got dudes that fucking talk these exactly. this, these Bible verses. They're just, like, trying to really, like, condemn you and just put you in a room all by yourself, bro, and say, like, you're fucked, dog. I mean, the, I, I think his approach with the word, bro, is, is, is very, very... Uh, pure dog you know what i mean and it's and it's relatable it's understandable it's calm dog it's it's just something that's soothing to the head opposed to someone that's just gonna like condemn you and say if you're not this if you're if you're if you're if you're if your dad's fucking this and your mom's this you're the seed of this and blah 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 and you're gonna go to hell and and, and, and yeah and in the in the in the and, and jesus had fucking uh uh uh, uh pigmentation and motherfucking <laughs> laminated hair and all this other 
shit. Like, you got these dudes, dog, that are just, yeah. like, pushing the wrong message, baby. Like, dog, what are we doing here, dog? Are we talking about God or the devil? Because right now it sounds like the devil <laughs> is even, preaching to me right now. We don't even know if he has street cred. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no, I know He's that, dog. Street cred right here. He, he ain't got no name in the streets. But anyways, we're going to leave it at that, baby. I love you. Thank you for calling, dog. Yes, sir. Uh, last phone call right there. Johnny, this has been dope, bro. This has been amazing. This has been a blessing, bro. This has been something, dog, that w- that, that grounds the podcast, dog. Like, wow. we we always need, like, these type of testimonies, bro, mm-hmm. to just, like, put us back and let me know and remind us all of where we need to be at, you know, in life, bro. Sure. In life, you know, foundation, grounding, you know what I mean? It is much needed, bro. And this has been a blessing, brother. Thank you, bro. Thank you so Appreciate much, you. doggy. Thank you, Don. Appreciate you yeah. guys, really. And anything else you want to say out of this, bro? You know what I mean? You know, I just want to thank everybody here at Hoodstocks, too. And I'm very thankful, man. Like, we are people who are just trying to make it. And I, I, I respect Lucky's, you know, podcast and what he's pushing as well, you know. So um, you guys tune in and, and yeah, man, follow up and just make sure to keep that solid lifestyle. <laughs> but uh, just remember that God has made you guys righteous, holy, forever. Okay, so don't judge yourself. Don't look at yourself. Like, uh, look at it through, look at yourself through the eyes of faith and through the word of God, which says that you're perfect. And when you start to truly believe that in your heart, things will change for the better. Um, just like it has for me. I'm nobody, honestly. I'm just like everybody else here. Probably one of the worst, according to CDC and, <laughs> you know, all that. But um, we're people who ha- can really have happiness, and there's ways to, to have that happiness. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to leave off with. Thank you so much, bro. You know what, bro? Hold on real quick, yeah, dog. Yeah. I can't let—so we. So this is my boy right here. Uh, have you heard of the, uh, the neighborhood Lomas? Yeah. Okay. So there's a brother right here, Sticks from Sticks. Lomas. yeah, yeah. Have you heard of that name before? I heard of that name. And he wants to talk to you, bro. Oh, okay. You want to get a quick conversation yeah, with him? Yeah, let's holler at him. Yeah, hold on. Sticks, I seen you on YouTube, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I hear other races using that word, bro. <laughs> let's get Sticks right here, dog. Sticks from Little Mons. He's part of the fan bam right Sticks here. Sticks is cool, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hello. Man, thanks. thanks for hitting me up, bro. I was already getting sad you know <laughs> well we don't want to get you sad homie we want to turn that frown upside down baby you know what i mean man shout out to both of you guys bro this is a i didn't think that's the, the beginning but man this is a blessing bro just, just hearing you throw this hold on I just, it's a blessing uh you know just hearing and, and not only that he I don't know where he's from. If he's from Monterey Park or, or that area, but, but uh, he's from the Watch. He was yeah. well. He was once upon a time ago from the Watchings, dog. But no, he's talking about the yeah. sides. And I know what you're talking. We grew up. I mean, they, I grew up around Watchings, bro. I mean, they, they they were right there, you know, since I was a kid. But yeah, yeah, I know, but, bro. Um, yeah. But yeah, bro. I'm, you know, I mean, I've been blessed. I just you know, you know, uh, just the way he articulated it. His approach was amazing, and this is this is coming from a a, a homie that has changed his life, and he's he's also are you, are you a minister as well now, bro? Yeah, bro, I'm a minister. President. No, the the homie oh, sticks. sticks. Um, I'm. I mean, I went to school, bro, and I, I graduated all that, but I I, I left the ministry that I was a father. So, uh, but I mean, I, I I'm not by by paper. But every day, bro, you know, the Lord, the Lord uses me, bro. So I do consider myself a, a, a preacher of, of the gospel, bro, and, and, 
and uh, you know, I don't think we need a, a paper to validate us. Well, I'm just no, saying, if you if you do, dog, MacArthur Park, they hot right now in MacArthur Park, bro. You can get one for like twenty bucks, homie. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard. And a hey, social but, security uh, card. Hey, but but yeah, bro, um, man, just wanted to tap in and, and let you guys know, uh, man, salute, bro. And I did want to touch on one thing. Um, you know, I, I agree with my brother, bro, and and, and he's a uh, pretty solid. The way he, he explained it, bro, is is that we we're all sinners and 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 Jesus, bro, he makes us righteous when we place our Amen. faith in him. Um, but uh, you know, I, I do believe that one does have to make that decision. I don't think I'm not a I don't think it's the Bible teaches like universalism or that everybody gets saved, right? We do need to believe in him and uh, and, and receive that, that grace. Um and also, you know, I think as you, as you begin to walk, uh, you you definitely will probably sin for the rest of your life. But I do believe you sin less because, you know, the Holy Spirit comes in you, man, and there's conviction. You know, and the Bible does teach, like Romans 6, come on, uh, shall, we continue to, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And then uh, Paul says, certainly not, you know. So there, there is a, a, an exhortion to, to kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, just just live differently, and that that does say it looks different in everybody's life. And and like for me, for instance, um, you know, I I, I struggle every day, bro. And, and and but I'm no longer do I'm no longer living the way I used to. Um, and and that that does take a, a little bit of time sometimes, man. But but yeah, that that would, that would be the only thing that, that I would kind of try to uh, squeeze in there now for the listeners and anybody. Uh, absolutely sticks thank you brother for calling in dog you know what i mean we'll be touching uh we'll be uh connecting real soon and shit dog you know what i mean thank, thank you for bro. calling in brother thank you for enjoying this podcast thank you for dropping Appreciate those guys, absolutely Appreciate dog you, johnny this has been amazing brother yeah. everybody give it up for johnny dog hey his instagram's right there no script fellowship um any any further conversations the phone is still blowing up any further conversations i mean is it cool if they dm you bro yeah for sure bro 100 percent. and also i wanted to leave off with shout out to jesse too man jesse from jesse baby. i know we shouted him out earlier but i seen him in the chat so shout out jesse yeah my boy jesse from lexit and you yeah. know what dog this is the beautiful thing of conversations like we 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 still we homies bro mm -hmm. you know what i mean we create a family right here right. but not all the time are we gonna 100 uh, percent believe on agree right. bro yeah you Right. But but we can agree to disagree and we can, right. you know, but as long as we can maintain still that brotherhood, that friendship and that and that 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 kind of like that conduit to grow, bro, 100. on both sides. You know, what I mean, yeah. it, that's the, those are the friendships you want, bro. Yeah. Like, I, you know, what I mean, like, I feel like I can call Johnny up and be like, hey, Johnny, check it out. Dog. I need your advice, bro. Yeah, you know, what I mean, sure. like, bop, 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 whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, what I mean, and, and, and he going to drop me something cool, dog, or he's going to give me something that I can think about and be like, you know, what, maybe he's right, dog, or maybe I don't agree with him, but. We, we, we need to create these relationships, these friendships, bro. 100%. They, yeah, they may not 100% coincide with what you're doing right now, bro. Right. But, but you know, we need these friendships, bro. So never count a homie out, bro. Yeah. Then maybe he's living different, bro. Right. Maybe he's living different, bro. But maybe one day you might need him, bro. And, and don't wait till you're fucking in a horrible situation like prison, you know, like, dog. like, And it happens, bro. I don't know how many homies that... 
all of a sudden, they, they were out for a long time, bro, or they are on a mission. They didn't hit me up one time, but now they're in the pen. They blow me up again, dog. It's like, come on, my yeah. G, you know what I mean? Shit, homie. But I get it. We imperfect human beings and, and a part of having, having brotherhood are, you know what I mean? We, we Sometimes we got to just put our shit to the side and be like, what the fuck you want, dog? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyways, Johnny, this has been amazing, brother. Thank you, Thank you so much, dog. Appreciate you. My it, pleasure, and thank you guys, too. Man. Blessing, Honest. baby. And hey, bro, you're always welcome right here. I mean, send, send some of your boys over here, dog. Whatever hey, you want to do, baby. I mean, sure. you got keys to the casa, doggy. Hey, you know what I mean? We, you, we love you and we thank you and we appreciate you, brother. Thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate we are out of here, everybody. Like, subscribe. You know what we do right here at Hoodstocks. We go.